He's like, I think it's a moose. And I'm like, yeah, sounds sounds like a moose. Well, just because of how loud it was. Yeah. Oh, it was like. Yeah. Well, that's not. We were calling them mud queefs. Is what, that's what we were calling them. <laughs> Eventually. The Hunter Podcast is brought to you by Deer Grow. Heck yeah, man. Dude, we put a lot of food in the ground every year, you know, seemingly more and more, and uh, we have a ton of fun with it during the off-season. There's some struggles that come with it too, though, right? Obviously, the back of my truck is evidence, you know, right now. It's Mm -hmm. a couple weeks after uh, I jackknifed, you know, a 4,800-pound material spreader, you know, as I was coming down, and it's just too much weight for my truck there. But, you know, all those struggles aside, you know, Deer Grill really has been a staple for our food plotting process uh, for several years now. Yes, we like to put lime and fertilizer on the plots, you know, if we can, but there are some that it's just we're not able to get to them or it's not feasible for us to get out of state with that stuff and so deer grow is kind of the, the quick and easy but still super effective option for us to be able to get the most out of those food plots that we can every year and i mean we're guilty of over analyzing things just like everyone else but that's the best part about deer grow is that it's going to create healthier soils which in turn makes better food plots and the fact is is we can simply spray plot start or plot till when we put the seed in the ground and then when that plant starts to grow we hit it with boost we know that we walk away when we come back, it's going to be a great looking food plot. For anybody that's looking to try Deer Grow, if you use the code HUNTER15, that's H-U-N-T-R-1-5 at checkout for DeerGrow.com, you're going to save 15% on any of your Deer Grow products. It's a great way to get started on this and just see what the results are for yourself. Better food plots, bigger deer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And we're back. Hey, Hunter Podcast. (laughs) 146. Episode 146. Mm -hmm. As always, remember to like, follow, subscribe. uh, Wherever you listen to our podcast. uh, YouTube, Spotify. Uh, Apple Podcast. We appreciate you guys. Feels like fall out there today. Yeah, buddy. It, like uh, it is pretty much yeah. feeling autumnal. Yeah, <laughs> feeling feeling. It was like we had that like extreme heat, and then it just kind of like fell off. Now we're in extreme drought. <laughs> yeah, buddy. She's dry out there again. I know. I feel like we've been talking about it all the time. Yeah, I hope that whatever I've got coming Sunday turns into something, a little something, something. Yeah, it's, uh, it, if anything, it must be coming from the north because it ain't coming from the south. It mm-hmm. is dry down there. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, we got a real good rain in Pittsburgh the other day when I was coming home, which would have been last Wednesday. Is that when I flew home? Thursday. <sighs> yeah. I flew home last Thursday. And yeah. I, after I, we landed, it, it poured in Pittsburgh pretty good. We, um, well, I was in I was at the farm. You were there that day, I think. Wednesday? Yesterday? No, two days ago. 
It's all starting to blend together. Oh, dude, it's a <laughs> Tuesday. This is it, dude. Though we're, we're we yeah. are in it. Like I, I was sitting. I sat. I sat down last night on the couch to check trail cameras mm-hmm. and, and emails and stuff for five minutes. Mm-hmm. And like two and a half hours later, I was like, "What just happened?" Yeah, like I got happened. I got three calls about like, "Hey, what's the plans for the season?" Like two yeah. two calls. I'm like more refreshing my trail cameras. Like more emails coming in. It's just friggin'. Mm-hmm. That's what work looks like for me anymore. It's it's enjoyable this time yeah. of year, but it's this is kind of the last like real crazy push like even this morning i was like running around like crazy just trying to get everything done because i know once october hits then it's like the, the wheels start to fall off a bit for me mm-hmm. um in a good way in a good way in a good way so and yeah i mean it's you know we blink it's we're filming this on the 14th of september it's coming out you know sometime 20 something of yep. september so like it's you know we're in it. Uh, see, some seasons open. We've hunted. We'll we've done some today. hunting. I yep. shot a giant buck. You shot a giant. Yeah, season's already in. You, well, I can't say at full draw, but you uh, almost. <laughs> yeah, you had a Kentucky elk at. 30 we were yards. in them, man. We we as as dismal as it could have been, like we we were in them. It went from uh, some outfitter woes. Yeah, oh man, it was troubles. It was from the the like highs of highs to low to like it can't get low. It went lower than that. <laughs> like you coming fun. with a rant today? I know uh, the other day. I don't know. I'm I'm mellowed out a little bit. Um, how about I start with North Dakota? Yeah, that's and a good we'll, point. We'll see how you're feeling at the end. Yeah, of Yeah, if I'm all worked up, then then we'll let it <laughs> you know go from there type of thing. Yeah. So, but yeah, no. Let's start with uh, it. It would be uh, in chronological order, anyways. Yeah, you go to North Dakota. That's true, and I feel bad. I'll apologize in advance. I'd love. I was telling Nick, I'd love to have a rack reveal for you today. No, I wish I could reach back here. You know, no, but no reveal. It's still, it's still in North Dakota or in, in, sh- in shipping. I, I shot the thing, you know, last minute, so mm-hmm. I just uh, I don't have anything with me. I don't have uh, footage yet to show you either. Of like, uh, I didn't. We didn't get the. Oh, well, people probably if you follow us on Instagram, they probably saw it on our Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was through there. Yeah. Well, maybe. Right, it's it's like kind of a blessing and a curse because I don't uh, we don't like to clutter up our uh, like our main yeah. feed is just like our podcast clips and stuff and so I was you like, can go back and look at our stories though I think oh can you I, I thought so I, I thought they went away after uh, we could add like story highlights where yeah we can... have some highlights kind of saved yeah. oh you know what no, uh, not to add something else to your flight here I know you're super busy hey. it, it would be cool to clean those up those. Okay. Those Instagram stories or yeah. the the highlights or whatever. Yeah, some of them are just kind of like old random. Yeah. Some of them are good, but we well, kind of built it state based, is what we did. Yeah, like a year and a half ago, and then we stopped, mm-hmm. which isn't bad. I mean, if we, you know, as we get into hunting season, like adding things state based would be would make sense, like pictures or videos or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, it, at least uh, because I mean, we're, you put them in your Instagram story, and then it goes. You're right; it goes away after 24 hours. But if you tag it to one of those highlights it will just drop in there so you could go back through and watch them okay so i think we're doing it right we just need to keep tagging our state-based stuff i've never tagged anything in there yeah, you have there is it was like a year ago or two uh, but it's in there go into the archives i'll put them in mm-hmm. okay yep cool so i don't have a rack to no rack show you uh, no rack didn't happen <laughs> but i shot i shot a, a good you know Photoshop. right i've obviously told you guys the stories a couple times <laughs> but it's all suppose i'll recap it yeah let's start it off right yep let's let's go so i would i think it's gotta you gotta start clear back to um the the even like how the how the hell did you end up in north dakota because we told everybody we didn't draw north dakota uh any deer tags yeah so we weren't going mule deer hunting so we weren't going to north dakota yeah 
So I guess I was not not sulking, but I was just you know you were very, moping a little I was bit. Very, I wasn't moping. I was oh, just I was. I don't have anything like to the, do in September. No, like the I Arthur just, meme with the like, fist. He's like, yeah. I was just I was just I was definitely aware of the fact that I didn't have anything booked. For, it's like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh for early September. No <laughs> September hunts. It's funny you say that. I was Eeyore for ha- Halloween wonder. <laughs> My mom's got this footage of me somewhere. I was pissed about it too for some reason. They're like, what are you? She's I'm like, I'm Eeyore. I'm a donkey. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, you were moping. I was moping. Mm-hmm. And uh, at some point there, so it was, um, it was probably a, a week and a half or two weeks prior to like September 1st, mm-hmm. the, the opener or whatever. And so like you said, we didn't draw a mule deer. So that as of a while ago was off the plate. Yep. I didn't have any other, I wasn't trying to feel like, I wasn't like, oh, like, you know, cause I, I could, you know, if mm-hmm. I, if I really wanted to, I could, mm-hmm. I could, I could, uh, invite myself to Kentucky or something. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just show up, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, uh, some of it, I wasn't, I was just like, all right. So, you know, o- October 1st, you know, it was, it was pr- I'm, you know, just nothing really before then. So our, our buddy, Nick Scalma mm-hmm. texts us in that group chain. You responded first to the text and you were like, oh, dude, I've got, I'll be in Kentucky with the kids. I've kids, got, Kentucky, I've got like plans. I'm, I'm swamped. Which, and I knew, I, I knew that mm-hmm. was your plan. And whatever it was, was hit, I mean, that September mood was hitting me right. And I was like getting that piada in my belly. And I was just like, <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. I glanced at my calendar and I'm like, empty. <laughs> I was like, I'll go. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think he, I don't know if he didn't like expect, did. expect us to take us up on, or he wasn't serious or t- I don't know, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. But I was like, I'll go. And he's, you know, he was like, uh, uh, uh. yeah, he was like, well, oh yeah, you probably need to like text Lucas or, um, that's, uh, the buddy. Which, did he know that Lucas got a house was on our podcast mm-hmm. and stuff? Yeah. He had introduced yeah. So us he knew before. that we had talked to Lucas. Yeah. And, so yeah. Lucas has been on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. I'm familiar with his, like, you know, uh, his background, his success and stuff like yeah. that. And so I, I knew, I knew Lucas, you know, kind of, uh, through, through Nick originally. Um, and so it wasn't like awkward, but it, I was like, "Oh, uh, well, no worries, dude." Yeah. I was like, "I'm not." I was like, "I'm not gonna text." You weren't him. banking on it. It was just like, "Hey, man, if there's an opportunity, like I'm." Well, in. I told him, I was like, "Don't worry." I was like, "I'm not gonna text Lucas and invite myself to a deer camp." Like I, that's, boop, 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 boop. no, I was like, "That's the lie." I, I, I'd at least Instagram direct message him. I, I, tr- I like, text. trust me. I, if anybody does, I fully understand the sanctity of like of a deer a camp. Deer camp. Yeah, because there's it's not just Nick. Like, there's several guys that come into deer camp. Yeah, they've been doing it for a while now. So there's they've got an established camp of you know f- f- I don't know it, it varies from year to year, but four or five. I think yeah. this this was the biggest. You know, I think there's six of us there at one point. Because you guys are hunting public mostly, right? All public. Yep. All public. He's you know because he, he's been hunting at river bottom stuff his whole life, so he's got permission through some private and stuff like that, and uh, just just like I would in in, in our area and stuff. Yep. So some of it's just for access. Some of it you can hunt and yep. but, but yeah, we only hunted public. So, yeah, but so how this went was, uh, he's like, Oh, okay, well I'll text, I'll text Lucas and like, mm-hmm. let me see. And, and we didn't really hear anything. And then it, it, there was a moment of awkwardness there and a, a day passed. And the next day I felt weird about it. So I was like, I need to just reach out to Lucas. Yeah. And so I did. I, I ended up calling him and I was like, uh, I was like, dude, just, I want to get this out on the table. So just so you know, I was like, I would, I would never just like invite myself to a deer camp. Um, I was like, I get it. I, I, I understand, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the gravity of that and stuff. And he's like, dude, I know he's like, just let me stop you right there. He's like, I, I know exactly what happened at the end of that. He's like, so all that said, he's like, dude, 
there's always room for a guy in camp. Like he's like he's like you should come. It would be awesome. And I'm like, okay, well. And at this point, you have not discussed with Margie. I haven't said anything. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't said anything. So it's the day after Nick sent us that original text, and we're tight. Like I mean, we're talking. Oh yeah, eight or nine days. Yeah, yeah. It was like a week and a half before. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, so I was like, okay, dude, I I need to run this past Margie. I need to see if there's even any flights available. Because uh, I'm not, I'm, I can't drive by myself and stuff. And yeah, it's far drive. And uh, Lucas has the setup, right? He's mm-hmm. we would be staying at his house and stuff, and so there's no need for me to to drive. I don't, I don't need coolers and all that. So, so that night or the next day, you know, hop on and find some flights. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think Delta and United are the only flights that fly in there. And because you flew into a small airport. Yeah, flew into a small airport for, you know, for for Lucas's privacy and stuff. I won't share ex- exactly where it's at, but it's it's the western part of of North Dakota is, yep. is where we're at, and it's public land. And uh, so his one contingency is he's like, well, you can't tell Nick, you know. So yeah, so we're gonna like surprise him, and um, and so how did that go? So you, at first, everybody was going to come in um, the same day except for Nick. He was going to come in a day after you. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, as we've talked about numerous times, the weather looked like dog shit. Yeah. It was like 95 degrees every day. Yep. So book book the flight. We were gonna. It was gonna be a surprise for Nick. Yep. And so you were gonna basically be in the car when Lucas went to pick Nick up at the airport and like pop out. Or... We were gonna. We were gonna plan something yeah. to surprise him there. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so we're getting closer to the trip. I'm like t- two days out from when I'm supposed to leave, and um, was watching that weather. And we were gonna like just miss it. You're losing me with texting that much. You're good. <laughs> I can't You're good. focus. Yeah. Sorry. Um. And, uh, so I texted Lucas and I was like, dude, what do you, what do you think? Like there's a, it was going to be like 97, 97, mm-hmm. 96. And then like the day I was supposed to fly out front, the next day was like 76, like, like big temperature drop mm-hmm. and the next couple of days looked awesome. And so I was like, I'm, I'm a guest. Right. And so sure. I'm like, I'm just flowing with it. I was like, I'm lucky even just to be going. Mm-hmm. But I, I texted him and I was like, dude, what, what do you think about this? I was like, do you think this front's going to make a, have a big impact or um, is this something I should consider mm-hmm. like changes in flights around for? And he's like, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, looks it's, good. It's like a first cold front of fall. Yeah. And Lucas thing. is very much like, oh, no, dude, what do you, what do you think? Like, mm-hmm. what do you, what do you think? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, man, I just, I, I would probably. I would hunt the cold front. I'd consider switching and, and, yeah. and hunting that cold front here. So. Um, I actually ended up bumping my flight back two days. So instead of flying out Thursday, I flew out Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and that bought me two extra days of that cold front to hunt, which yep. in hindsight, I mean, dude is, is what ended up kill, that, yeah, that, killing that his day. deer probably. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, you know, fast forward, uh, those guys all fly in on what Thursday, Thursday and Friday, Friday. everybody's yep. like rolling into camp and you come in on Saturday on Saturday. Yep. Yeah. And so, and I want to get this out there. Um, it's illegal to guide on public land. So like, this is not a guided operation. No, no. Lucas all. is just putting you guys up at all. These are just, these are friends. It, you know, started with one or two guys. Yeah, You're not and, paying Lucas to do any of this. Stuff. Absolutely. And so, you know, over time it's just, you know, Lucas has got a, a camp of guys just like we do in Ohio mm-hmm. and stuff. And like, you that's know. an interesting point that will come back up in my elk conversation about the public land. Okay. Guiding. Well, and I don't know what that 
it, what the regulation is from state to state. But sure. I know because Lucas told me specifically, he's like in North Dakota, it's it's illegal it. to, to guide on public land, which so. I think is the right move. So there was there was absolutely none of that. Um, you know, certainly you could say some guidance, some intel. He's been out there for a long time. Yeah, but that's among among people like like my and no money was exchanged. No money exchanged. No nothing like that. Um, so I roll in on on a Saturday. And like, you know, you know, I'm stoked. It's, but it's, it's like 96 degrees. I'm, you know, yeah, it was like a, but it's North Dakota. We've been there like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like a, th- it was like a three o'clock alarm. So, mm-hmm. you know, bright and early. Uh, um, your alarm was actually on this time. Yep. <laughs> alarm was up. I woke up How about that Nick? the first time <laughs> I had a, uh, he's easy to get up when it's the time to go hunting. It's the other things that I have to <laughs> get up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now I woke right up and, uh, <laughs> I had everything packed in a big, I uh, had like a 50 pound duffel uh-huh. over my shoulder. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I had uh, my bow, which yeah. I, <laughs> I don't think I've ever flown with my bow before. I was going to ask you that. Uh, Smooth. Because you, you guys drove to Colorado last year? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, no, I don't think you have. Yeah, so I had that SKB case, that, mm-hmm. that new RX-7 fit, that fits in perfectly. I had two little like Amazon locks on it. That case is clutch. It's money, dude. It can't beat it. Yep. Um, and, and I had my carry-on, which was stuffed mm-hmm. to the brim. I, I overpacked, you know, just for... Sure. You want to overpack. So, uh, flew Delta. That was real easy. I just checked those. I know. You said it was, like, really surprising how easy it was to, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just went to check in, and they say, is, is it a firearm? I said, no, it's archery equipment. They say, okay, and they mark it as, like, a special item, and I say, just drop it over there, and that's it. And did they open up those... up? up the case you know i don't think they? no they didn't open it because i know they used to like open them up and i you, took my word for it you would see your tsa like they'd have a tsa thing they left in it showing that they they opened it up they wouldn't have been able to open it because the locks hmm. maybe they pick them it's a n- numerical lock oh yeah so i don't know yeah, i don't know they didn't open it interesting they didn't open it but they so whatever i just said it was <laughs> took our, your word for it i don't think they. Could. i mean they go through scanners and stuff i'm sure too Yes. Yeah. So H- has to. They know what's in Has to. Um, so anyways, I, you know, get out there successful. Uh, Lucas and uh, one of his other buddies come and pick me up at around noon is when I got mm-hmm. in there. And uh, we drive back to the house and we're like, we're scheming, you know, not to like overdo it. But like, how, how are we going to get? Because Nick at this point has he, no idea. He doesn't know. He, and he's been kind of in the doghouse, which is was fun for I us because Lucas was like, uh giving him a hard time yeah, right yeah. about like dude you can't just invite people can't like, <laughs> you know and and nick is such a sincere guy he's like he just wants to get yelled at so it can be over and we can we can move on from it nick's also a giant oh he's massive yeah a I, giant yeah he's like seven foot <laughs> he's six eleven and three quarters he's monsters actually uh, yes six eleven and three quarters yeah he's seven foot tall is he oh seriously yeah. i thought he was like six seven i thought he was like six four he's like six eleven oh he's a monster Oh my God! He's six eleven and three quarters is what he is. Yeah, he's, wow. he's a tall man. And, wow, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, anyways, we roll in at like whatever one or one thirty. Those guys had hunted that morning, so it was like I don't know, second third day of season at that point, and they hunted that morning. So they were all everybody was sleeping. Mm-hmm. And but they they had been nap. I felt bad. I was like, how are we gonna? Do I mean, naps thing? are sacred in our hearts. Yeah. But when I rolled in, like naps were over. So, <laughs> so I ran in and jumped in bed with Nick and uh, mind you, I've, we've never met in person. And you thought he was six, four. <laughs> and now you realize that you're in bed with well, Lucas, the giant Lucas telling me, told me on the way home or on the yeah. way there. So I, I, I knew, but it's hard to, hard to picture a seven foot man though. I know. So, so I jumped in there and just, you know, started shaking him and stuff. And, 
Um, I was like, dude, hey, buddy. I said, we got, we got a big buck to shoot, you know? I'm just like, I was like, we gotta, I'm going to go get in your stand. Is that okay? I'm going to jump in there. And he's like, get off me. Get off me. <laughs> you know, in a, just a deep slumber, you know? Yeah. And uh, it was funny. He was out, man. It, it took him like, took a little bit. It to took him through. a while to come around. And eventually he's like rubbing his eyes and he's like looking at me. We're all standing there like laughing at him, you know? And he's like, yeah. He's like, Jared Prussia? <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude. I was like, I'm here. You I'm here, me. Are you invited? This is where we're at, right? It's the camp, right? And uh, it was a good time. Yeah. I know he, he was kind of embarrassed or whatever, but it, it was all in good fun. So we, everybody kind of was was getting ready to wake up around that time anyway. So we, um, I met met the other guys in camp and just... Uh, where was everybody from? Uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin for the most yeah. part. It's fun, man. Deer camp's cool. Like you could literally walk into deer camp and know nobody and like leave and be like, yeah, those guys, like I'll text those guys. It's yeah. Cool. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun, you know, it's, you know, everybody, you know, it's, it takes some time to adjust to and understand the dynamic of like, oh, okay, this guy's been coming here for, for this long, you know, mm-hmm. and this is how you know, Lucas, and this is. So at this point, it's Saturday afternoon. Has anybody killed at this point? No. No. no, it's been real slow because so. it's been so hot. So talk a little bit about, um, I know Lucas had said it and Nick had mentioned it to us, but um, the the deer herd in that area has changed dramatically, it sounds like. Yeah, and maybe I'll get into that a little later okay. on because it, 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 it is a progressive conversation. Like over the course of the week, this was really Lucas's first time really, you know, spending time out of work and stuff, you know, in the woods and just experiencing yep. what this year I had to Because I texted, texted Skalma, or we were talking on the phone on Friday night uh, when I was heading to Kentucky, and I said, man, how is it up there? He's like, it's terrible. He's like, the, there's, like, the deer population is, like, a third of what it used to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, it sounded like it was a rough, and it was hot, too, but it sounded like it was a rough go. Mm-hmm. I guess it's hard to say, like, exactly what the population is doing right now, but it's, they got hit with EHD, um, pretty hard two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that would be 2021. I mm-hmm. think. Um, yeah. That's when we were, we were in North Dakota as well. Yeah. Which we heard about because that was the, year a lot we, of people had been talking about it. That was the year we had that really tough drought mm-hmm. and that killed, it killed a lot of the whitetails and he's, and Lucas would say you, you could drive up and down the river and just smell, smell, you know, like, like death, you know, like, Ugh. Anybody that's been in a CW or uh, an EHD area knows C- that say CW or EHD is what I mean. Yeah, is where they get hit. And he's just like, yeah, we we lost a lot of deer that time, but um, so and that'll that'll kind of develop as we, as we go on here. But um, so you know, we, we I'm into camp. You know, we kind of get acclimated. Everybody's like, all right, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's been slow, but you know, we got we got plenty of time here. So every, most people are planning to be there. I think three or four days. So. Um, so I, I bust the, break the bow out and, uh, shoot a few and we shoot a few arrows and it's, dude, it's funny. Anybody that's like, um, traveled really early in the morning and then you're surrounded by people. It's like, you kind of get nervous to shoot around people anyways yeah, for the first yeah, time yeah. and a little wired, you know, and I, I know that feeling I'm familiar with it. So, but it's not any easier to overcome necessarily. So yeah. I, you know, we're all in the backyard and everybody's watching me. Right. So yeah. I pull my bow back and I'm like, <laughs> I can just feel, uh, I just feel like the, the shakes, you know, and, um, but dude, Bo was, was dead nuts. I, I threw, um, whatever, t- 10 arrows or something like that. And they were, you know, laying them right in there at 10 yards. So I was like, you know, Bo, Bo's right on. I was like, I, I feel shaky, but I was like, I'll, I'll come out of that here with some, 
yeah. some time and some yeah. sleep and some. Probably just saw the caffeine rushing through your veins. I was excited. Like, I was just, you know, I was amped. Adrenaline know? and caffeine. Adrenaline, and you can feel it, man. And just, you know, with people watching and stuff. It's You're in deer camp. It's nerve. I was like, yeah, I can't believe it. It's like if it's I. It was summer when I left, and mm-hmm. like I found out I was coming here a week ago, and so now yeah, here because this is like September second. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so got the bow shot. Kind of get settled into my room. Uh, Lucas is not a sound control guy, so at all. Like there's and and you guys are staying at his house. Mm-hmm. He's got room for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, his whole. Did I show you a picture of his basement? Uh, uh with the deer on the wall. Yeah, I saw that. I, yeah, I guess it's not a whole a complete yep. picture, but yeah, he's got a couple bedrooms down there. And oh wow, oh yeah, it's very much a. It was cool, man. Like his, man his wife and his kids were upstairs the whole time. Like didn't come down at all. Yeah. They're just like, hey, you. It's deer camp down yep, there. Man cave. It was deer camp for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, so kids, we get, kids would have been scarred. Walking down. Well, we would go upstairs and we would eat. And, you know, we'd eat dinner and stuff. They upstairs. couldn't fit upstairs. They didn't let them up there, and just stay in the basement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyways, so we we settle in and we I don't know, I forget what we did. We kind of I jumped in the truck with with Nick and one of the other guys and we just he, he had hunted it for a few years. So we went and kind of cruised some different areas and he's like, oh this and that and like dude I'm like so disoriented because. There's just no way to know. Like, until you've been in the woods, no. it's just, you know, we're just driving roads and everywhere is new to me. And he's like, oh, this is where that happened. And it's very rural out there. Very. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Well, I mean, Western North Dakota is just, um, it's a it's a really cool combination of um, of a few different, like, terrain types. So, there's, you go from Badlands, which mm-hmm. is where you have, like, the mule deer and it's, you know, just real rocky terrain to kind of grasslands, which is where they have, like, you know, pasture and all that, which filters down to, you know, m- more pasture and, and there's, you know, a lot of ag, you know, so it's a big ag closer mm-hmm. to the river. And then on the river is, it's public and it's, it's like timber, it's timber, it's, it's timber. And it's like uh wilderness, man. It's like, it's, it's pretty wild country. I mean, it's, it's mud bogs and it's uh brush thickets and it's, it's willows, you know, bordering the river and it's, it's nasty, gnarly stuff. I mean, Dude, the mosquitoes are just like mm. off the charts. I mean, mm. it's, it's, and we're, you know, there's moose and stuff. Like we saw quite a few moose. That's and, so wild to think. Yeah. I mean, dude, it's just a really, you know, really wild setting. Um, in fact, when you're on the river, like literally on one side, it's like wilderness with, you know, and there's whitetails in the timber country. Yeah. And on the other side, it's like badlands, you know, grasslands where the, where the muleys are at. Yep. And it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. It's really, it's really cool. So, so, um, we get back and regroup, um, uh, it gets dark out there at like nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's about your last light. Um, so I don't know how we did it. We kind of just like divvied into groups and yeah. I think Lucas was like, Hey, I'm, I'll take these guys. Everybody just kind of already tuned into their spots. Yeah. Everybody had been hunting their spots or, you know, had different mm-hmm. spots they were going to. So, uh, ended up that Lucas, uh, a guy named Perry and myself went to the river and got on a boat and... I don't know. The other guys went and kind of did their own thing. So, so there was a bunch of boats in camp. Like everybody, certain guys brought their own campers. Seemed and, critical. Oh, critical. Dude, by the end of this trip, we ended up putting like 100 miles uh, on the river. Wow. Back and forth up to stands and stuff. That's, yeah, it's huge. That's 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 the best way to get into some of this stuff. Um, So uh, first first night, uh, Lucas and Perry and I get on and, and start heading down river and it's like, we're doing it. You know, yeah. we're, we're going deer hunting. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's a pretty wild experience. You know, we got the bows in there and, uh, and everybody's loading up and Lucas is just, here, here we go. We're heading down. 
And uh, basically what we did was, um, you know, there's a bunch of different channels, like old diversions of the rivers and stuff, and like just different places where you can find um, tracks, trails. Mm. Um, and without diving into like bedding areas and stuff right out of the gate, which how would you know where they are? It's There's not like leeward facing ridges or it's just, it's river bottom country. Yeah. Like it's all kind of contiguous and it's all, it's, it's all just as thick as the next and stuff. So, so we're kind of looking for, um, you know, areas where you can go in and, and check for these crossings and stuff and look at, look for tracks and stuff and then kind of go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in the sake of like not giving Two, two specifics, like I don't want to yeah. give up, you know, exactly what he's doing and stuff. But basically, we, we found a we found a good crossing. Um, we we walked up to the spot. And we're like, hey, there, you know, there there's a solid crossing here. There's some there's some good tracks on it. They're fairly fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, we're like, we need to just jump up on this. The wind's right for that. We'll pick a stand and we'll we'll hang. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. So f- first night, um, you know, I I get across this little crossing here, and I'm like. I'm hot and I'm adrenaline's pumping and I'm like just a mess from being up at oh, three yeah. o'clock in the morning and and I get to this tree and I'm like is this I think this is a good tree you know and there's nothing pre hung at all no. um, and so I get this I get my stand hung and I get get my stuff kind of trimmed out and and here we go I'm hunting I'm in I mm-hmm. I texted you some pictures and stuff yep. and you know the first night's just kind of a a blur you know sure. it's like everybody's getting to their spots and um, they hadn't seen anything yet so it's not like I missed anything. Um, and we're settled in and, and we're going, uh, I saw one doe that night she kind of came in and, and read the script. She came down this trail and mm-hmm. where they were going to cross through and, and that was it. Um, so got down and got out that night. Lucas picked me up with the boat yep. and, and we're like, okay, so that's kind of how this is mm-hmm. going to work. Pull. Did you pull it or you left it? I left it. Okay. And I texted Lucas. I was like, what do you think, dude? Should I, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it makes it nice to have one pre-hung for the next morning if it's the right spot. I left everything. Dude, I'm mm. I, if I'm known for anything, it's leaving. Yeah, me too. Release on the string, like bow and the stand. I probably could take my release, but I leave bow, bag, I, everything I, I, else. I had everything there. Yeah. I had everything there. So um, got back in. Uh, so the next morning, Lucas was like, uh, he's like, hey, I'm, I'm going to come with you if that's cool. I'm going to just come hang next to you. I'm like, yeah, by all means, dude. Mm-hmm. And... So that's what we did, and um, dude, it was it, that next morning was one of the wildest hunts I think I've ever had. Like one of the most uh, fun just I've ever had in the tree. Mm-hmm. Just you know when it's like the excitement is is there and you're seeing deer and like when you're with somebody that like you're, you're clicking with and it's like yeah you got somebody to share it with. You but. just kind of get you kind of get giddy and like mm-hmm. we're giggling the whole time. So like so like we get in and we're. Uh, I, I'm in my, my tree and we decided, Hey, you know, there's a tree right here, five, 10 feet. It was like, it's probably better that you get, you hang in that one. He had like his lone wolf he was hanging mm-hmm. with. Um, and so he's, he's hanging his sticks and he gets pretty close to the top and he's getting ready to hang his, actually his stand. And we, we start hearing like, like, like mud, like something's something in this channel, like walking through the mud clearly. And I'm like, I'm like, Hey, hey, hey do you hear that? And it, it's still dark maybe we should have been in there maybe 15 minutes earlier but it's still darkish and he's like yeah yeah i hear it i hear it so we just get quiet and he's like he's like i he's like i think it's a moose and i'm like yeah sounds sounds like a moose just because of how loud it was yeah oh it was like yeah well that's not we're calling them mud queefs is what what we were calling (laughs) eventually i'm like here they come and he's like it's it's i think it's a moose i'm like yeah you're probably right 
And so he's like, let's just listen. Let's just listen. And um, so he's there on his top stick, just, you know, settled just in. Sat on and it. I'm just sitting there and uh, hear it. And then it kind of stops, but it's, it had it was coming our it was way. close, yeah. And so I'm looking, like, back through this willow thicket into that little channel. I can't shoot to it by any means, but I can s- kind of see it. Mm-hmm. And um, and we're just watching for a while. And eventually I see something come into the little opening where they kind of hop up onto our dry mm-hmm. land. And it's buck. It's a buck. I'm like looking right at it, and it's it's weird because it's like it's so early and like it's, yeah. so, it's still early in trip. I didn't expect to see it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, there's a buck right there, dude. He's like, the Hunter Podcast is brought to you by Hoyt Archery. Oh, dude, it's almost fall. You and I are both going to be in a tree stand with brand new Hoyt bows. We're going to be shooting the RX7 carbon bow this year. I know Hoyt's also got the Venoms out, both equally smooth shooting, quiet bows. Heck yeah, man. We got a convert on our hands this year. We got a lifelong crossbow guy with a vertical bow in his hands for maybe the first time ever, a good friend of mine. And uh, we've got them all decked out with uh, the inline accessories uh, from the QAD integrated ultra rest uh, to the quiver. And also he's got the SL sidebar mount with a couple of stabilizers from Hoyt as well. So that's going to be a sick shooting bow. Yeah. And Hoyt's been cool enough that anyone listening to this can save 20% on any of the soft good apparels online using the code HUNTER, H-U-N-T-R, no E. Uh, and if you want to look at the latest lineup of Hoyt bows, check out your local Hoyt dealer. Get serious, get Hoyt. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And uh, we just kind of watch him. And uh, uh, truthfully, I don't know what happened to him. Lucas swears that the thing came and walked 15 yards under our stand. I sure as heck didn't see it. Like, really? It was it was still really dark. Yeah. Like, I, I saw clearly that it was a buck. I don't know how big it was mm-hmm. while he was in the opening because I could see, you know, there was more light out there. Yeah. And he came up on our side. I thought he kind of worked up. And, and it just kind of faded out around you. It's funny because we talked about it shortly after, and I was like, yeah, I think he went up. He's like, he's like, could you have shot him? And I was like, no, no. He's like, he was right there. He's like, he came in like 15 yards. And I was like, what? I was like, no, he didn't. And he's like, yeah, dude, he was. And I, so he saw him walk there? So he claims, like, what? I mean, I can't, I have to believe him, but I just, I can't believe that I wouldn't have seen it. He's like, it was right there at 15 yards. And like, he didn't hear him or anything? 
No. Weird, man. No. Yeah. No. So, and I don't know. I mean, did he's he's more familiar with sure. that, but he also thought it was a moose. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just the difference of a thousand pounds. Yeah, right. So uh-huh. I so I don't I don't yeah. know what happened. It was it would have been way too dark. To sh- I didn't even know what it was. So. Yeah. So that deer got past us uh-huh. and uh, gave us enough time for he finished hanging his set there yep. and got in. Yep. We're like, all right, off to a good start here, dude. Uh, I don't know. 20, 30 minutes later. We start hearing them comment. I'm like, oh, here, here's, here comes another one. Here comes another one. That's so crazy, man. And then, so it was on the other side of the channel, whatever that mud was. And then it would get quiet. Because they're coming through the water at that point? When they're it got coming quiet? through some kind of mud flat over there. Okay. And then it would get quiet. Like they'd hit some dry land. Oh, and, dry land. And then you would start to see them. So, so you knew. So I knew it was like a minute and a so half. So they were already out of the water when you started to hear them. Like they had already crossed water at that point? I don't point? know what they were in exactly, to be honest. Okay. Because uh, I don't think it was making that sound when they were crossing the the channel itself. Yeah. It was just on the other side of it. There was some kind of mud flat that they're coming across. And then into the channel, and which the had channel, water. Which had, is a beaver dam is what it was. Okay. So the upper half of it was blocked by beaver yeah. dam and it's impassable water pretty much. Beneath it is the trail. Okay, gotcha. Right, and so there, that's yep, right yep. where the Makes beavers sense. have created this dry spot. And there's other things out there like that, you know, little land bridges, sure. things that block the water up. That's where those... I mean, that's what you want. That's, that's key landmarks for funnels and pinch points. It'll funnel them down, and but so, and where a guy will get caught is like, they, you know, the real obvious ones, it's just like, it's, a, it's like a pinch point in farm country. It's like, yeah, a buck might come through here at some point, but not on September 6th in the daylight. Yeah, why would he? Right. You know, they're just a little, they're smarter than that. Yeah. Um, but this one here was, I mean, really secluded and mm-hmm. like, you know, we came in off the river. Coming so coming back from ag, probably. Coming back from, very textbook. Yeah. Very textbook. Oh, love that. Giant. But, and it's not like, here's the field, here's the woods. Sure. It's like, there's ag thousands of yeah. acres of ag country and here's thousands of acres. So it's, it's finding the, the details yep. in that. So I start hearing, you know, 20, 30 minutes later, here's our... And if we're like, okay, here, here it comes, here it comes. And we do, we're just giggling, like having fun. Like the, pr- I feel way less pressure now that, cause Lucas is with me. I'm like, yeah. uh, the first night he just dropped me off in the wilderness. was like, good luck. <laughs> this Now this morning yeah. I'm like, all right, I got Lucas is with me. I'm like, yeah. <clears throat> you know, I still have to perform and stuff, but I, I've yeah. got, I have a resource here with sure. me. <clears throat> and, uh, <clears throat> I dude, there's, there's mountain lions and mm-hmm. a lot, like mm-hmm. all kinds of cr- crazy stuff out there. Um, so it was some, it was, here comes some does, right? We start seeing them there. Oh, there, there are, they're out in the channel and then here they come. So we get real quiet and Lucas has some footage of me. I'm, I, you know, from the first encounter, I'm, I'm excited. And first of the year, really? Also, I forgot my hoodie on, do those boat rides. That I mean, chilly. it was eight miles one way. Yeah, chilly. So, I mean, it was, I was cold. I was cold that first ride. Diamond cutters. Yeah. Nips were slicing. Yeah. And breaking uh, the wind. And, uh. So I was excited. I was shaking, you know, and, uh, which I was embracing. I wasn't trying not to mm. shake. I'm just like, I'm good to be excited. I'm deer hunting. Here comes. And so these does are filtering through. They hop right up on our side of the Island, come through that same little hole that that buck did. And they read the script. They come up and. So are you feeling good about your spot at that point? Or are you thinking, mm, I wish I was like over here just a touch. There was a tree. There was trees behind me that mm-hmm. I would prefer if I had time and a pole saw to like really trim out. Um, I mean, I was hanging for the kill. I was, sure. right, I was right on him. I was maybe 15 yards from the main, that's my style, the main X. Yep. And so I had to talk on the backside of the tree and stuff. And mm-hmm. so I was facing the tree a lot. Yep. Um, 
though was what it was um the, those all kind of come right through and and uh worked off and then you know as soon as they kind of get out of sight maybe 10 15 minutes later he and i are like oh yeah i don't know here comes another one it was just the wildest thing it's like we almost didn't even have to be quiet because you'd, you'd hear him coming from so far off That's so crazy and so we'd be laughing and stuff and um i think another set of does and maybe a small buck come through and mm-hmm. it did like the same thing you know, but i mean considering what people had been seeing like you're you're in them we're in them yeah i mean we were just you know just having a blast you know and see seeing deer and they're all close quarters i mean mm-hmm. you can't see anything until mm-hmm. they're 30 yards max and um uh the morning was kind of slowing down right it was like kind of at the end of all this it was about uh eight o'clock um and so i forget it got light at like six and mm-hmm. most of the activities first light last yep. light um but we'd seen does and stuff consistently mm-hmm. throughout the morning and then bucks came through first and they made it past us back to bed already and um so about eight o'clock we're like you know not itching to get down by any means but you know start starting to uh, like okay so, you know it's probably it and then so you know Dude, I was I was like laughing out loud at that point, like because we knew anything that was gonna come, like we we, we, were could, we hear could hear them yeah. way off, and so we're just talking and and uh, you know making a plan. Sure, like hey, what do you think? Are you gonna pull the stand this, to, for this afternoon, or what do you think? And then we're like, <laughs> and uh, sounds whatever it is sounds heavier, like a deeper. <laughs> now a moose maybe and um and he and he's he's like that's bigger he's like that's bigger one and it's like eight o'clock so pretty much broad daylight at this point got some sun coming in on us and and i'm just like i can't i'm like uncontrollably laughing like because i'm just like we've had such a fun morning already and i'm still every deer's like got more adrenaline going in and stuff and it's still first day right i'm still you know yeah first technically first morning and so we get we get quiet. We're like, okay. I was like, dude, I was like, and dude, Lucas is not good at calming me down. He, he's like, sounds like a giant. Sounds like a giant. He's coming. He's coming, dude. And uh, so I'm just trying to like ignore him and control myself and like settle down, you know. And, and so we get quiet, and I'm still. He's like filming my broadhead, shaking like four inches in any direction. And so we, we get calm enough. We get calm enough, and I see, I see a doe kind of come down. We're like, oh, it's another doe. Another doe. And then. I look up and I see I see this buck step out and start hitting a scrape, and I'm like I'm like there's a buck there's a buck. I don't know what exactly what he can see because he's sure. five ten you know feet from me, and uh, I'm like there's, there's a buck right here buck, and he's on the other side of the channel so probably thirty ish yards but through dense willows I have a few holes that sure. I can see but not definitely not shoot there's no way, and after whether well, it's not a scrape scrape you know we checked it on the way out but um it's it just is a licking branch. Branch, he was just, yeah. just checking it out he stepped out on that side and then walked from left to right and as he's doing that um i didn't have my binos i'm just naked eye he he was able to throw his binos up and i'm like that's a gi-. i'm like dude that's a giant and I, I just see a wall of tines full velvet and he's same thing he's talking he's like he's like dude it's a monster he's like and and we just kind of encounter him for I don't know. So what, he didn't take the same path as everything else. Only deer that didn't. Just like in wow. big, just like in big deer of do. Of course, man. Stepped out, hit that little licking branch, walked from left to right on the other side of the channel. He read his script and then disappeared. And we so we didn't know, right? So we're, so we're obviously like, holy crap, dude! Like we're in the game here. There's a giant over there, um, and. Uh, we didn't know where he went at that point. Mm-hmm. He just kind of, you know, he's out of sight. And mm-hmm. so, so we're like, dude, I, 
they're coming this way back from bed. Like he, he might've tucked him beneath us or maybe he's going to circle back. Maybe he's, maybe he jump up on the bank. Maybe he's right here in this willow thicket right in front of us. And so we're like, what he's, you know, we're just, you know, contemplating what to do here. And right. So I think we sat there for another half hour, 45 minutes, maybe just until we felt like the encounter was well. Yeah. Well in the past. Mm-hmm. And we're like, well, he, he either, you know, is right beneath us here. Like, work down this way i threw it out there i was like i mean dude do we have to sit all day for this thing i was like i will that that was a giant mm-hmm. and he's like oh boy he's like I, he's like i will too but i you know i don't know um so what we ended up doing was like an hour later he got down first and walked out to the channel and was going to walk it out and i stayed in the stand in case Just he in case he bumped Casey happened to wind bump him he was going to have to come past yeah. me never did um so he texted me 15 minutes after he got down, I was like, hey, you're, you're good to come out. And and so he had seen that those tracks came down, walked up the channel, and then went back in the way he kind of had come. Uh, so he the deer went back to where he came from? Uh, on that side of the channel. Mm. Yep, so he came down. he caught your wind or something? Nope. I don't, no, I don't think so. Uh, it's possible he picked up our ground scent. We had walked in that channel. Just wondering, because like all these other deer are heading to this bedding, and it seemed like he wanted to, and then ended up going back. Hard to say. Yeah. Hard to it's say. also weird that it's 8 a.m. You know, you would think yeah. he would have been one of the lead guys back then. Well, in. okay, so um, I actually, I asked Lucas a few days before we went out there, or, or it just came up. I, I was like, dude, do we... We hunt mornings out there or, or what? You know, because early season traditionally, yeah, so we usually don't. It's just evenings. He's like, oh yeah, dude. He's like, mornings are your best chance, best odds. Wow. Especially on super hot days. Um, yeah, because that's peak movement in the evening into the morning, then back to bed. Exactly. And the mornings were plenty cool, right? So you know, in theory, them deer are sitting tight all day. May not get up till after dark. Yep. You okay. Yeah, I'm good. And um, and then uh. So in the mornings, when it's nice and cool, they kind of just take their time getting back. Mm-hmm. So that encounter was over. You know, we, we kind of got out. It's, uh, dude, I'll, I'll never forget that morning, just like how much fun we were having. And to, to see this giant buck. Yeah, because you texted me. I was scouting elk mm-hmm. in Kentucky mm-hmm. uh, that morning. Mm-hmm. And you texted me, and you're like, dude, I saw a giant yeah, in a, full velvet. And I was like, what? And nobody else in camp had seen anything. Like I felt, I, I don't yeah, know, part I mean, of me felt guilty, but it's just, it is what it is. Like you, I, you were, you know, you're either in them or not at that time of year. Right. You, you were in them that morning. Yeah, and there's no way to know. Like I'm just on, on a crossing. Like there's any number of crossings. Any idea how good that buck was you saw at first light? No. Uh, I, I'm going to say he was, I, I mean, it's not like I could really age him, but I'm going to say it was at least a three year And there was more than one buck. There was two, mm. there was two or three of them. In together. that first group. You could hear him, dude. It was cool. You could hear him like, and Lucas is good at it. He's like, there's, there's two or three there. I can hear him. You know, that's so crazy. I can't, that's, it's hard to confirm when not you a don't moose. confirm, confirm not, a moose. not a moose. just multiple <laughs> bucks. Yeah. So, so first night we saw one doe mm-hmm. next morning was off the charts Loaded. by far and away the best hunt we had in terms of deer sightings and mm-hmm. stuff. Lots of piles of does and stuff. Still was, hot though at that point, like front hasn't moved through. Yeah. But in the morning, I'm going to say it was, yeah, in, but I'm just, in the 70s. you haven't hit the front yet. Nope. Um, so that was Sunday morning, Sunday morning, yep. uh, Sunday night, went back to the same spot and I don't think I saw anything. I, I think it was like totally stagnant. Yep. Um, I, I forget kind of what we started to do from there. It was, it was either that night or the next day. We kind of started to like bounce around a little bit. The, the wind would shift, you know, it would be coming from a different direction. Monday we had this, the front come through and it, it wasn't a rain. It was no rain. Mm-hmm. It just was a 20 degree temperature drop and some pretty significant winds. Yeah. I remember you said it was like <clears throat> blown like all hell. Yep. 
And uh, so actually, I did hunt it. I hunted it that night, and I hunted it the next morning, mm-hmm. Monday morning. And I don't think I saw anything. I, th- I think it was like really dead. Maybe wow. maybe that next morning I saw one doe or something, but Crazy. but really slow, really slow. And I don't know if they like picked up on that on that we were there. I mean, our access was dynamite. Yeah, it didn't seem like and it. I mean, it seemed like they were pretty mellow moving through. Yep. Um, forgive me. And uh, and a little arm sit there. <laughs> that was weird. Old faithful over there. <laughs> Get a <little> geyser. Um, <clears throat> so it started to like it started to slow down, even though that 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 temperature dropped yep. and stuff. It just so the next night we went and and hung somewhere else, and I was I was clinging to Lucas a little bit because I, dude, while I I would pride myself to say hey I can I can read sign and stuff. It's like, dude, this is this is totally foreign country. To well, me. limited time. Unlimited time and stuff. So it's not like you could just be out like walking around scouting all day. Yeah, right. So he's like, I was like, what? Are, what do you think? What do you want to do tonight? He's like, well, there's a there's another channel we're gonna go and we're gonna. So right we, when you kayak? Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. canoe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we jumped in a jumped in a canoe and headed down this. Uh, I think it's an old irrigation channel and um, same deal. There's like another, you know, I think this one was a beaver dam dam land well. bridge type land thing. Bridge. So got to the end of it, found this you know spot where they're crossing out of it. We're like, hey, looks good. So we went in and we, we hung that night and um, we didn't really have a strategy for like, I didn't know we'd be hunting together at all. Because one of these days, Lucas actually hunted, It right? was that night. It was, it was that, that night. night. He's like, so am I shooting first or are you shooting first? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, uh, he's like, well, do you want, you want tonight or do you want tomorrow morning? I was like, tomorrow morning. I was like, whatever. Yeah. Whatever's fine. I, I did. Honestly, I just was. I was just happy yeah, to be you're there. In the zone. I was just happy to be there, you know. And it's um, so so he hunted that night. We didn't see anything until like two does. I, I guess as you're listening to this here, like I'm trying to paint the picture also that, dude, this was this was tough hunting. Yeah, like we didn't. There's the deer. Not there's something up with the deer numbers out there. Because yeah, it sounds like <clears throat> river bottoms, big ag. Like there should be a shitload of deer out there. Yep. And he and his dad would tell stories of, I mean, his dad's been hunting her since the 60s, 70s. He's like, it used to be like every hunt you'd see at least five, six bucks and stuff. And it's like, wow. like, you know, under a true oasis, like, like they'd morning, be piling out of morning, there stuff. That morning you had, like, it used to be like that every hunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And dude, it was, it was really tough, really challenging. We were having fun, you know. Because at some point other guys shot deer, right? Yeah. It wasn't until, I think a little later in a trip, but, um. It was one of those days. So, um, we'd hunted that night and, and that's Monday. Saw pretty much nothing. That was Monday night. Um, the following morning, I think we went back and gave my first spot one more try. Mm-hmm. So at this point I've only hunted two spots. Two I've hunted spots, mine yeah. three or four times and I've hunted, we've hunted that one that Lucas and I mm-hmm. hung that night the one time. So we go back and we give it one more try. And I don't think we saw anything. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just weird. Like we're we're like, dude, what? Yeah, zero to sixty. What happened? I was like, zero. it's now it's Tuesday. And what day are you leaving? Wednesday is my last day. Yep. Now it's Tuesday, and most of the guys are leaving. Um, that day, Tuesday, that day. So I think one of the guys had shot a nice. Um, forget what he was like a 10 point mm-hmm. uh full velvet the, the night before mm-hmm. on, on another piece just somewhere else mm-hmm. uh, it was kind of like i don't know it's just kind of like they were doing that thing and they yeah. didn't, didn't need help recovering it and stuff yeah. and so so they went and and took care of it and uh it, it was a questionable hit i think so they uh-huh. went back the next day and they they found, found it, it recovered it mm-hmm. nice year 
And um, so, yeah, we're we're getting into the main part of the trip there, even towards the latter half of it, where it's like the hunts have really slowed down, even though the weather feels great. Um, Nick left, I think, on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Sunday or Monday, early morning. One of the other guys had left. Like, camp's kind of dwindling. Like, mm-hmm. we're getting down Which to... Which you knew that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. The way that you scheduled the trip. Yep, and I knew that by the end, I, I was going to be the last one there just because mm-hmm. I pushed my flights the two days. And so, um, <laughs> you know, t- tough hunting, and but the weather's still good. And I'm like, dude, spirit, spirits are high. Like, we're still mm-hmm. having a... Mm-hmm. I, we're having a great time, you know? And, and we had seen this giant. We know there's a, a big deer in, in that yeah. vicinity, you know? Um... And so I think the last guy left um, sometime on Tuesday. Like he might have hunted Tuesday morning and then rolled out. Mm-hmm. And then so Lucas and I had like two, two or three hunts where it was just just he and I. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't honestly remember. I might have gone back and tried that spot one more time. It just was like, man, it's hard to overlook. And mm-hmm. um, it was tough, dude. I, honestly, because at some point you guys said you texted me. I don't remember if you were like sitting on a like the riverbank, but you you texted me and said like, um, you, you gotta you gotta switch it up. So something around like you had to switch it up, or like you know the deer were just, you know, it, like you said it was difficult. You, you had to make a move or do something different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and, so, and I don't remember if you guys scouted. Did you end up scouting like in like a mid morning or something? You so, were sending me pictures of it. So Wednesday, so Tuesday, so Wednesday was my last day. Yeah. So Tuesday evening, we dove into another spot, grabbed the canoe. Yep. Just canoed into another spot, found what looked like a really good sign, um, hung and hunted it. I was by myself, Lucas. Just typically, what we would do is like we would we'd branch off, we'd yeah, find, branch off, find sign, branch mm-hmm. off, hang different stands, and. Um, I saw I saw two or three does that night, and is that the night Lucas saw a good buck? That was the next morning. Next morning, so dude, matter of fact, I kept going back to the spot. I, I guess I'm kind of known for that, but it just was like the you strategy. are known for that. Yeah, I mean, I was just like, there's no reason that that spot that he shouldn't come across. That. Yeah, you know, we saw him there before. I think he should he should do it at some point. Yeah. He's going to cross that at some point. I'm a freshy spot guy. You're uh, I'm going to beat this thing to death as long as I can hunt it safely with the wind. Right, right. And so uh, we went back that night, that that last morning. So now we're down to like the last mm-hmm. day here. Um, Lucas hunted a spot upriver from me and dropped me at the same spot that mm-hmm. I had been hunting kind of throughout the week there. Um, I didn't see anything that morning. Oh, you know what, dude? I was it was slightly different. I was just I was just upriver from that. It mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, just a slightly different yeah. spot. Um, didn't see anything. Didn't see anything that morning. Lucas saw a shooter. Um, so one of the deals, like he was in, he's in the bedroom, you know, and this buck just, you know, I think it was seven thirty, eight o'clock. Uh, was just working back through this stuff uh, with a doe back into the willows and got it on footage. You know, like, mm-hmm. still on full velvet and stuff, and so um, just. It was kind of a weird encounter. He saw it fairly briefly, and it was just super chill. He was eating stuff. And then uh, at some point, the doe, I think, saw him move or something, mm-hmm. and they both kind of, they both worked off. Yep. Um, or he didn't know. He's like, I don't know if it bedded right there or what, but he, he worked out or whatever and didn't get a shot. So so here we are. So here's here's like the kind of climax of the story here. Mm-hmm. It's kind of dragging on, but. Um, it's a good stage set. So the last, it's the last day. Mm-hmm. Last day of this trip. We've been hunting hard for yeah. like like five days. This front has is coming on and we're still in what I would call peak 
weather conditions. Yep. Pressure's rising. Fairly bluebird, mm-hmm. you know, mid 70 degree days. First morning has passed. You know, I didn't see anything that morning, and but Lucas saw a good buck. And mm-hmm. so if there was a time to get aggressive and make a move, like that, this was it. So we had a wind switch that allowed us to kind of hunt the, the opposite side of the public uh, from where I had been hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the same ballpark vicinity of where, you know, we thought this deer might be. Um, and so rather than accessing from the river this time, we, we accessed from uh, just a road. Mm-hmm. So we came down in and we're like, Hey, we're going to, let's go check it out. It's, it's midday. We're going to just walk down in there. And so we drove, we drove down to a point where we, as far as we could get, and we get just off the food source. So we're coming from ag country mm-hmm. this time instead of ag country in versus woods out. Mm-hmm. Yep. So instead of, yeah. So, so opposite now and pretty quickly on, we find a big fresh scrape mm-hmm. and good yeah, sign. That's a good sign. Good sign. Good sign. Like, okay. So, you know, they're, they're clearly coming out somewhere mm-hmm. here this way. So, and this, this was really interesting for me to observe, you know, Lucas's scouting strategy. Cause I was like, I might've been like, let's hang on the scrape and they're coming out to this food source, you know? And, um, but I think he, he just knows better that out there he's like, and the whole week, dude, we hadn't seen a single deer in the field. Yeah. They just, they well, weren't getting like there. not one, like they don't get there before dark. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like, well, yeah, he's like, let's, let's go, let's push in. Um, so we pushed through this, you know, yeah. And it's early season. That's, I think where your conservative mindset comes in. It's like, oh, it's only September, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah. So we pushed through this big, I don't know what it was, 200 yard, you know, wide stretch of fairly open timber, but with tall grass and stuff in there that, you know, there's there, we found plenty of beds that were like, um, you know, if you envision a, a buck comes out of his main bedding area and kind of just st- transition has, has bed, a staging type. bed. Yeah. That's probably what those were. And um, so we found a few beds as we're working through there. And eventually we get back to this next channel. So, you know, almost all this stuff has some sort of channel mm-hmm. that they're crossing. Get back to it and, and get down in there. And sure enough, big, big buck track. And we're like, <clears throat> like, oh, dude, that's, he's like, that's, that's one of the bigger buck tracks that I've seen. And it was fresh and it was all over the place. Like he'd been coming, he'd been kind of coming in and out. And there was, I mean, a pretty obvious, like, mm-hmm. there he goes. He's walking right across this little land bridge up into that island. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, we're excited about that. And I'm like, but also, you know, time's dwindling here. And I'm like, you know, hey, it's going to be a last ditch, if anything. And uh, so we kind of observe that. And we, we don't go into the island. He's like, yeah, I mean, if he's like, if we walk on there, we might bump everything mm-hmm. off and stuff. I'm like, okay. So, so we back out and go, you know, I don't know, three quarters of a mile to a mile further down the South Alpha field to a different yeah. access point. And we're like, Hey, we, you know, we might find something similar on this side. And, and we did, you know, it, it, it looked good. We've, we've, you know, found some trails to it's textbook where they're walking into this willow thicket and stuff. And we're like, okay, here's, so there's these two spots. I was like, dude, that's the wind sets up well for these tonight. Um, and he, you know, I've been observing how he's reading the sign and stuff. And he's kind of trusting me. He's like, how far, how far in there you want to walk? You know, mm-hmm. and, stuff. He, and he knows he's just kind of, he knows, he knows. Uh, yeah and uh see he's a good teacher in that in that respect so um so we're standing there kind of him hawing about he's, he's like he's like okay so he's like what do you think he's like which one which one do you want yeah and i'm like you know i'm conflicted because i'm like first of all I, I don't know necessarily i'm like man i saw how good the sign was at the first i also don't want to be selfish and be like yeah. oh, i want the better spot and, and so there's there's that and and so i was like dude i was like i feel like in the last night i was like 
if I'm going to kill one, I said, I think I need to be on that island. I was like, that's, you know, the, the tracks are just, they're too fresh. I was like, there's a big deer in there. That's right. That's where I should go. And he's like, that's the right answer. <laughs> he's like, all right, dude. He's like, if you're going to do that, you can't just set up on that land bridge. He's like, you need to push in there and push back as far as you can until you can't, you can't go any further. And I'm like, okay. Like uh, aggressive. He's like, you need to get in on them. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. I was like, so what do you mean? Like, how, like how far? He's like, I don't know. He, he's like, just, you got to get on them tracks and, and follow sign until either you can't go any deeper quietly mm-hmm. or, you know, you get to a point where the trails are dispersing and like you're in, you're in the bedroom. Bad. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, so whatever that means. And so that's what we did. We went back to the house, kind of re- regrouped mm-hmm. and, and got our, you know, loaded up on our thermocells for the first time ever. I took them up on a mosquito jacket. Cause dude, I just, holy cow were they vicious yeah there i'll say this too like there's a reason guys don't hunt north dakota in in september and it's it's because it's gnarly gnarly yeah just thick and nasty and hot and mosquitoes swampy very few deer sightings Mm -hmm. it's it was it was really challenging and uh so here we go off to the last night lucas is gonna hunt that other spot Mm -hmm. we we drive out there together to you know pretty close to where that scrape was at and he drops me and and he keeps on going and so for the first, for really the first time in the trip, I'm like, I'm on my own com- completely, yeah. you yeah. know, and I've got a ways to go of reading sign and stuff before, you know, I'd make a decision about where to set up. So I cross, across the scrape, across, you know, through this f- first little, uh, wood lot. I get down to the, uh, the land bridge where all these tracks are at and we're, here we go. We're go- up into the Island mm-hmm. and right at the start of the Island is where it starts to feel like, you know, when you're on the edge of like a, a, a bedding area, basically a big buck bedding oh, yeah. area, you're like, okay, every step from here on out matters. Yeah. Um, so I'm just, I, I start easing in there and I, I get on, I mean, it's like, you, you, there's no question about where the trail's at. It's like, there's there a they highway are. pouring yeah. back into this thing. And I'm trying to keep close attention to where his tracks are at as compared. I mean, they're because you're seeing them. They're big enough that I can tell the difference yep. between him and, and some other deer. Yep. <laughs> and uh, so I start pushing back there. I'm like, you know, 50 yards, 75 yards. I come across the, some saplings that are shredded, like within past couple of days, I can tell I'm like, mm-hmm. those are fresh, not big trees by any no. means, but, but shredded. I'm like, probably, probably him, you know, good sign. And so I keep going and, and the tracks, the trail starts to kind of dissipate, like disperse a little bit. Like the yeah. ground gets a little drier and crustier and I'm like, I'm not on a, a highway necessarily, but I can, I'm like, I can still kind of see either side of the Island here. I've got willows on my, on this side and I can kind of see mm-hmm. the edge of the channel on this side here. So I'm like, I'm going to, I'm just going to keep going. I keep pushing hundred yards, 150 yards, 200. I just keep, I keep walking. I'm like, I'm in this one other like dried up waterway. And I'm like, I'm like, I could just envision him walking out this at night. I'm like, I, and I'm, I'm like, man, I don't know. He could be butted in these willows, but I'm like, I, I just feel, I felt like I had to keep going. I, before I set up, I was probably back there. I'm going to say at least 250 yards. Maybe, maybe pushing 300, somewhere, wow. somewhere in that range. And it's not a big island. I mean, I showed you mm-hmm. the map there. So I'm two thirds of the way back it. And, and at the back of this island, it's, it's not a true island. It does connect to more, mm-hmm. to more. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I'm going back it as far as I can. And, and in theory, that's the route he will take sure. on, on the way back out to eventually end up at those food sources. So where I ended up setting up is right on the edge of kind of where them willows kind of mm-hmm. have a hard edge and there's the trail coming out of it. And there's 
kind of it almost looks like a clear cut but there's there's no timber in happening no. there so it's just i don't know flooded out flooded maybe? something had knocked down this big timber and it was it was gnarly you know it was it was clearly a thicket so i i pick a split cottonwood tree right there and i just i ease over to it real quietly and um i mean dude i'm in it you know what i mean i didn't feel any more like in the bedroom yeah, you, than, you than so i find yeah. that there's a split cottonwood and i i can shoot basically the entire island like if something mm-hmm. comes down it um, I'm going to be able to shoot it. And so I'm like, this is, this is perfect. So, so I, I hang my stand and as quietly as I can, and I, I get up in there, I get set, I get my thermosel ripping cause those mosquitoes are just destroying yeah. me. And my, I've got a perfect, uh, South, Southeast wind. It's blowing right back, right to the channel, like kind of across the yeah. island there. Um, and so it's like that perfect kind of catty corny, uh, catty, catty corner wind that you would mm-hmm. want. And once I'm up in the tree, I realize that there's kind of a trail that comes on the down one side of it, just straight out of this like thicket and, and just right, right next to me. I mean, it can be hmm. more than five yards from, wow. from the tree and which is fine. I'm yeah. like, okay, that's, I didn't see that before I hung up here, but it's, it's one of a few trails kind of sure. coming down the Island here. And so I was like, I was aware of it at that point. So, um, probably six thirty, seven o'clock by the time I got set up, like I said, it didn't get dark till nine and yeah. movements usually not to last light anyways. And so I get in, I get settled and, you know, I text Lucas, let him know. I'm like, Hey, here's my spot. Sent you guys some pictures, I yeah. think. And yeah. Um, so time starts to pass and it's dude, just beautiful out there. I can hear, you know, there's ducks landing on the river and stuff and it's just, just taking it in, like mm-hmm. surviving the mosquitoes. Like, well, yeah. It's last night. You've, hu- you've hunted hard. You've got to experience some pretty cool stuff. Like, it's all out on the line at that point. Yeah. It's like, Hey, we've, I feel really good about our effort. I feel, I feel I just at that point, even really good about the relationship that Lucas and I had built. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, it's just, it's been a, it's been a great week. Yeah. And, um, and you know, and we're going for it. Yeah. You know, this is last swing here. The Hunter Podcast is brought to you by Muddy. Man, Jared, we probably have been using Muddy products for at least 10 years now. It's a long time, dude. It's been a long time. And I can remember when it was simply just safety harnesses and camera arms of all things. And, you know, that's evolved to where you and I both have a bunch of Muddy box blinds as well. I would say a bunch. But, yeah, they've come a long way. And certainly the box blinds are, are huge. Shot that buck over your shoulder out of a Muddy box blind a couple of years ago. The harness and, and all of the other safety accessories really are, are a major component of, of what Muddy offers for me. Um, you know, we've had some injuries in the past, you know, some, some tree stand accidents. This is all back before we were using, uh, you know, frankly, harnesses, mm-hmm. uh, the lineman's belt while we're hanging stuff, and the safe lines. I have those in every single one of, uh, you know, our fixed tree stands now. And uh, so we really have made safety a priority. Uh, that, that's a big deal for us. And, uh, you know, Muddy has everything we need for that. Yeah, and I think uh, the cool thing about Muddy is anyone listening to the Hunter podcast can save 20% using the code HUNTER20. That's H-U-N-T-R-2-0. Uh, anything that you can see on the Muddy Outdoors store online, use that code. Save yourself 20% for this hunting season. Go Muddy. So um, 7.30 comes and goes. 8 o'clock comes and goes. Um, it's maybe like 8, 8.10, 8.15, something like that. Right on this trail that I'd mentioned uh, that comes right down in front of me, I see I see two does kind of pouring out of there. Mm-hmm. Doing a fawn, I think. And she comes out, she's trotting. I mean, they're 25 yards before I can see them. It's yeah, just that thick. All of a sudden, top, yeah. there they are. Here they come. And I'm, I'm set. I'm, I'm quiet. I'm ready. Here they come. And, and she gets right 
underneath me, like pretty much directly downwind. I didn't think they'd be able to smell me because I was pretty high in the yeah, tree. Yeah, thought it'd blow over them. But it must have been swirling in there. And, and I mean, dude, she stopped on a dime like this and looked right up at me. Wow. Right, right at me. Almost like a tree's, tree stand's been in that tree for a long time, you know. And immediately kind of jumped off and, and uh, but I was, you know, I was rock solid. I was still, she couldn't tell, she couldn't tell what I was. She smelled something. She just didn't, yeah. And um, probably with those, those waterways, the way that that, works those thermals and stuff down in there especially in the evening it probably had that thing swirling pretty good yeah yeah and she i mean she definitely smelled me stopped on a dime and kind of jumped off and her fawn did the same reacted to her and i was just you know super still and close my eyes you know <laughs> that works dude don't look him in the eye, eye dude. don't look him in the eye and she eventually she calmed down and they worked past me never mm-hmm. never blew mm-hmm. you know didn't like that i was there but but yeah. Made, it, made it past me. So I was a win. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, you know, that's, that's how that's going to go. If something comes down this trail, like not, not ideal. Yep. Um, so, you know, whatever, eight thirty comes and goes eight forty. you know, so we're, like I said, last it's imminent last light, absolutely. Last light is nine o'clock. I think last legal shooting time is eight fifty nine. I think they actually yep. have a time on it out there. Yep. Um, about eight forty, I can recall thinking like, well, you know, hey, it's it's been a good trip. I was like, you know, it's, it's probably not going to happen. If you've hunted hard, if you've been on hunting trips, you've hunted for a week. You've, yeah. The, you know that feeling that of like. last evening fading. You're kind of soaking it in. You're reminiscing it on the week. But like, you just know it's imminent. Like, sun setting on this one, boys. Yeah, I just like tucking in my napkin, getting ready to yeah. slip on, yeah. or surf on some uh, tag soup, you know. Yeah. And I feel, I feel like coming. And I, but I'm, I'm grateful for the week and I'm, uh. You're good, Nick. You don't have to crawl. <laughs> and, and so I'm just kind of like, it's that feeling. If you've been there, you know what it is. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I guess it's, not, I guess it's, you know, eat, eating another tag. Yep. So, you know, so it's a good week. And uh, mind you, this whole week, I've seen one buck. And he was a giant. Mm-hmm. I've seen one buck. And a few does, plenty of sits with no deer at all. Mm-hmm. Been a tough week. Mm-hmm. Very little sleep, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, at 8.50... I I hear I hear something coming down a trail again. I look up, I see a doe. I can just immediately same trail as the other two. Same trail. So mm-hmm. twenty five yards. I can see this doe coming. Down. I see big old floppy ears. Mm-hmm. Um, something I forgot to mention to you when I saw that buck the first time, he was he was with a doe, mm-hmm. like not tending her or anything, but just with her, just clearly together. And it was yeah. like enough that it, we noted it. I was like, that was weird. Like he's like with this doe. Mm-hmm. So I see this doe coming down the trail, and. Here she comes, and a matter of seconds later, I look behind her. And I'm just like, "There's buck." I see a buck coming down the trail, and it was such a such a quick encounter. This is at 8:50, mind you. So mm-hmm. so last light, still plenty of like dusk, and it's pretty open, not real canopied. So mm-hmm. I can I can see him well, mm-hmm. but I I just basically see his frame. I can I can see the cage, and I I can see body, and I'm like, just whatever it was that triggered it in me, I was like, shooter. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I really don't know what it was. It's not like I had a, I was like, oh, that's that deer. I definitely, I definitely didn't realize. I saw that it was in hard horn mm-hmm. and I saw he had a decent uh, frame on him, mm-hmm. you know, not, not like super anything outstandingly yeah. wide or anything, but I was like, that's, that's a shooter. And they're coming down the same trail and I know I'm, you know, it's not going to go well. Yeah. So they come in and this doe gets to the exact same spot, does the exact same thing, just stops on a dime, you know, to, oh. And doesn't look at me, but just takes a few jumps. Like is is startled by the smell, 
Um, apparently, it's sounds pretty putrid, right? Well, I mean, it was hot and you're sweaty. Well, dude, they've got dogs and cats in the house, and yeah. we've been pouring gas and stuff in the boats all week. Yeah. So, I mean, I had a smell for sure. Yeah. Therm smells ripping. Um, this dough kind of bounds off a little bit. And at that point, I know I know the gig's up. I was like, they're not, it's not going to yeah, be a natural be movement natural thing movement. here. And so I have, I have my hand on my bow back behind my left shoulder already. And as soon as she does that, I, I grab it and I bring it through this little gap where, cause I'm in a split tree, yep. remember? And he's behind the other portion of this tree. So I have good cover and he's behind it. So I know he's there. He's mm-hmm. like 10, 15 yards behind this thing. And I, I, I just, I bring it through and I, and I get it on this side of it here and I see him start working back towards the bedding area, not on the trail, but kind of cat- basically doing a yeah looping back in kind of catacorn he's just cutting back through and i mean it's thick like mm. when, when i actually walk through that stuff it's six foot tall stuff there's yeah. just holes in it i see him working back through there and i just see you know i can't i still don't know what he is yeah, i just, just a frame I, and it didn't matter at that point i flipped the switch i'm like i'm killing this yeah. deer and i and i come to full draw and i settle in and i see him hit this little gap how you far know, probably 18 yards yep. if i had to guess I, yep. I don't know exactly but close yeah and I stop him just, I, I know I did it twice and he, and he stops and he kind of like looks over in my direction. And I, I remember briefly before I let her eat, I just seeing like a row of time. I remember I would describe it like a, like a, like a shark jar. Like, I just remember seeing a lot of times, like, a, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And, and I let her eat. I held right on her and I, and I, and I, I crushed him. I was like, whatever that is. I was like, I just, I just hammered him. And he took one leap back into the bedding area and it was dead silent. And I was just like, from the time I saw him to the time I pulled the trigger, I wish I had an actual time on it, but it yeah. c- could not have been more than 30 seconds. Wow. I mean, it was such a brief, it was such a fast encounter to go from, I hear something, that's a shooter. She boogered. I'm at full draw. I just shot him. And then he jumped into the bedding area and disappeared, gone. I saw that lighted knock disappear right where it should. I felt good about the shot. It sounded great. It sounded like long, you know? Yeah. And it was over. And I was like, I don't know what what happened to the doe. She just ran off at some point and I didn't have time to get excited. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, and good thing. Because if I had known what deer it was and like watched him work a scrape for 10 minutes, I would have been shaking like a Yeah. Um, it just happened. It just happened fast. And, and I, Unfortunately, I was able to like hold it together and, yep. and, and make that happen. And I, I, so I texted Luke. It was eight fifty. It was eight fifty, like on the dot. And I texted Lucas. It was dude. It was weird. Sorry about that. Spat at you. <laughs> um, usually when I shoot something, you know, I call. I'm mean, one of oh, my yeah. calls. I yeah. was like, hey, I would have called you. I'd have called yeah. Margie. Yeah. I, you know, and I'd been like, hey, I, hey, I just, I just shot a giant. You know, yeah. that's what I, exactly what I would have said. I just shot a giant. Yeah. And I didn't know. I didn't know what I shot. I, I knew it was a shooter. I knew uh-huh. it was a good buck. I didn't know how good, but I knew I hit him good. Yeah. So I just, I just like, then I started to get excited. I was like, I just shot a buck. Like in my head, I'm like, I shot a buck. I shot a buck. Like it was just like happening in real time. And I, so I texted Lucas yeah. and I was like, you up for a blood trail? <laughs> I, I'll pull it up here. So I, I was like, you up for a blood trail? He goes, yeah, buddy. Uh, you know, he was like, yeah, he's like, I, I can't get out of my tree fast enough. But he's like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah, I was like, I don't know what he is exactly. I was like, it's, it's a good deer though. 
And he's like, hell yeah, dude. Like, let, let's freaking go. He's, yeah. And literally both he and I were like, dude, I, we literally were praying that night in the stand. It, it, we really will. We really yeah. were. You know how you get in that last uh, year? Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm sorry for everything I've done. Like, yeah. I, just make it. Just make it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Literally, yeah. Like, literally praying in the stand mm-hmm. that night that it would happen. And both he and I were, you know? And uh, and he texted me. He's like, dude, I was literally praying that, like, it would, it would come together tonight. And I was like, whatever he is, dude, I drilled him. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to pull my set and let's regroup back at the truck. He's like, right on. So, yeah, unfortunately, he went to the bedding so you could go back out the way you came. Yeah, he, he went right back that way. So I just pulled my stuff and as quietly as I could because mm-hmm. I didn't know. Yeah, how far? I didn't hear a crash. I didn't hear anything. It was just silent. Mm-hmm. Um, pulled my stuff and, and went out. Um, so we regrouped back at the truck. His dad, he texted his dad and was like, Hey, we got one. If you want to k- come meet us. And yep. his dad is just a hoot. I mean, like you'll have to meet him at some point. <laughs> just a classic North Dakota, old, big old from Buck. This <laughs> and that all. He's like, just awesome, you know? And, uh, so we met at the truck and I'm like, you know, I'm excited cause I know whatever it is. I whacked him. Good. Yeah. And I'm just telling you, honestly, I, I didn't know it was that buck. I really didn't. I didn't really conceive that it could be. I was like, I think it's a good year. I was like, it's at least like a three-year-old buck is probably what I yeah. can tell based off the size of his frame. Sure. And stuff. So I'm preparing him for that. I'm like, I don't know what we're going to find yeah. out here. I was like, it's, you know. Yeah. And uh, he's like, whatever. He's, he doesn't care. You know, yeah. he's like, dude, I'm just happy. You yeah, he's like. ready. So we gear up. We can make sure we have all our lights and our knives and tags and everything. And um, we start going back in we pass the scrape we go through the little island of woods mm-hmm. we go across the land bridge and we start pushing back up in and we're pointing stuff to his dad so once we get into the island i start i'm like dude if you want to like kind of critique what i did here i was like here's what i was looking at as i was like, coming in i was like did i do good you know yeah and we get back there eventually and um he's like yeah dude he's like that's that's about as you know that's where i probably what i, I would have set up too pretty freaking aggressive most guys would i don't think have yeah. been that aggressive yeah it was real aggressive and and that's kind of out of your style a little bit too for early season i've never hunted whitetails on september 6th yeah well even in ohio like i mean you're usually hunting food source scrape on the field well it's different because in ohio and like in in Mid- midwest northeast like dude you will see these deer on field edges like you yeah. you can kill them on the food source yeah they're just not doing it not there. these deer so yeah like had it just been me i very well might have set up on that alfalfa field overlooking the scrape yeah and meanwhile where i killed him 10 minutes with 10 minutes to spare was 500 yards from there yeah no way he would have made way it. back in there so so we get back to the tree i pointed out I'm like that's where i was you know and i I knew in my mind I documented right where I shot him at. And at that point, it had been about 50 minutes to an hour. So yep. I was like, we're good on time. I was like, I yep. think whatever it was. I said, let's just tiptoe over to where that arrow should be and see what it looks like. And somehow, so I shot those nocturnal f mm-hmm. Um And they're great. I mean, it, it, they always turn on. And for some reason, though, this one turned off. Like, And you said it did turn on. You saw it fly through absolutely. where you want. But absolutely. then it shut off. And then afterwards, I don't know if I hit something really hard or... Maybe. Not shoulder or anything like that. I mean, it clean pass. You're shooting severs. Oh yeah, first first year for severs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. first year at the sever, mm-hmm. and uh, so blew through him, and the, and so anyways, that knock was off, but, but we found the arrow. It was, it was right there. It was just laying in the in this brush, and I picked it up, and we're all three of us are like oh, like looking over it, you know, and I'm like 
Looks good. Freaking looks pretty good. I'm like, that's about as good as it could yeah. look. It's just drenched. Drenched. And his dad's like, oh, does it smell, you know? And he's like, he's smelling. I'm like, I don't think so, man. I think Pulls it down, has like a blood mustache. I, he's like, I don't know. I, I think it's good, dude. I th he's like, oh, it looks pretty good to me. And mm -hmm. he's like, Lucas is shining. And he's like, there's, dude, real good blood right on impact. You know, just, he's just spraying everywhere. Good uh, feeling. Good feeling. So good I'm, like, feeling. I'm like, what do you think? I was like, you want to, should we go? And he's like, let's go. So we, I lead the charge. I start, mm -hmm. and I, Dude, my vision for blood is not that great. You know this about me. I definitely. So I told and I told That's him that, I'm usually with you. <laughs> I told him this. I was like, hey, I just I can see blood. I don't know what it is. I just I I'm not that good at it. Yeah. And so we're we're kind of going together and and we're we're going and it's immediately gnarly, thick country and like you know, so we're just taking our time. Like, here's blood, have good blood, good blood. I can look up there ten yards. There's the whole log is splattered. I'm like, dude, he ain't gonna go far. So we get up there. And I hear Lucas, he goes, holy fuck, there he is. He goes, it's a freaking giant. And like, dude, we, we just, and he's five yards from us at that point. And he just erupts. We all, you know, we all do. We just all scatter around and, he, and we're, he didn't pick him up. You know, he's just waiting for me and we're just, we're swarming this thing. He's like, it's a freaking giant, dude. It's that, it's that buck. Wow. And we're just like, uh, I just beyond excited, you know, and it's just like, there's a few moments there where it's almost like too much where I just like have to take my hat off and like walk away. And it's like, is this, is this really yeah. happening? You know, um, we do have some footage of that. I think that I'll, we'll put yeah, up on social at some mm -hmm. point. Um, but it was just like one of the, probably the most unforgettable, like recoveries certainly that I've been on so far. Clean recovery. But, but maybe ever yeah. just because we didn't know. I had no idea that it was that deer. I, I knew it was a good deer. Like I said, I mean, I, I knew it was a shooter, but I did not know it was that deer. Wow. And he was fully rubbed out, you know, hard yeah. horn. He had just a, a bit of velvet. So we're talking what, three days since you saw him? Four days? Four yeah, days. I saw him Sunday morning and I shot him Wednesday night. So four days and he'd gone from full velvet to clean. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, dude, I mean, that just, the recovery was just like, uh, there couldn't have been a better cap to the trip. Like the fact that, uh, to go into a camp full of guys that I've never met before, mm -hmm. uh, uh, last minute on, on the way that I kind of came, to, came together with Nick and Lucas, and then to have hunted hard and, and built relationships with these guys over the course of a week and just suffered, you know, put my time in basically. Mm -hmm. And I say that sparingly guys sure. hunt their whole life for a deer like sure. this, but for that week that we were there, I mean, we gave it everything we had every morning, every yeah. night. 100 miles up and down the river, scouting different spots, hanging every time. So I squeezed every drop out of that hunt that I yeah. possibly could have. And to kill a deer like that uh, in the last 10 minutes of the trip when I had already accepted that it was pretty much over was like... Yeah, that's an emotional roller coaster. There. I don't know how you top that. Yeah. I don't know how you top that. And to put it in perspective, like, and, and not in a braggadocious way at all, because like I said very clearly, I, don't, I didn't even know what yeah. deer it was when I shot it that is about as big as they get out there. Like yeah. on that part, yeah, you know, giant. in that part of the country, um, you know, on river bottom, on public land. Um, and I, I can't say this for a fact, but I'll show you, I showed you a picture of Lucas as well. The mm. dude has shot yeah, every year. Of big I don't think he's not killed a, 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 a good mature buck. Um, ever. I don't know if yeah. there's been a season where he hasn't like, yeah. he's like, he just knows it. He's he, fr he freaking murders him, you know? Uh huh. Um, I don't know if he has a buck that scores this well. And, yeah. I, and I don't know exactly what, what it scores, but I mean, just, and, and I, it's a seven by six typical with a kicker on the twos. Yeah. Right. So it's got 14 scoreables, 14 scoreable mainframe, seven by six. No, he'll go. He's, he'll end up going mid. I'm going to say mid sixties, at least mid. He might kiss 170, but I, 
I'm not sure. I mean, he's got the tines to do it. It it would sound like again, and I'm looking at for pictures like the the frame is t- is tighter. Like it's not like he's got a yeah. twenty inch yeah, frame. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't know, he might be sixteen and a half inches yeah. wide, seventeen maybe. So it's points. Yeah, I mean, he'll be he'll be all over sixties to seventies. Not Did, that not that it matters, but yeah. th- and I just because I I was I felt like I needed so to for do, sure fully mature because I needed to prove myself like to Lucas right throughout yeah. this trip and I so there was multiple times where I was like, dude, I. I hope you can grasp like how much I love this, like how yeah. much I really appreciate you yeah. having me out. And like, I'm, I'm not just here, like some guy from a podcast trying to sure. shoot a big, big, big buck to show people on Instagram. Like I, I freaking love this. That's what we live for. And like, we had some cool conversations about like, as you know, as guys who also try to help put, put other people on deer and stuff. It's like, I think what we just really want is for the guys that end up killing those kind of deer to fully grasp what they have. To appreciate as much as you would. To appreciate it the the way that we would. And like, Mm -hmm. dude. uh, But that's what makes it cool is like when you share that, like, you know, it's it's just like if you and I hunt, regardless of who kills, like we know that the other one will appreciate it just as much. I know. Well, and and you and I know, we kind of know how we're going to react, yeah. right? And it's, we expect <laughs> yeah. that. But yeah. like with Lucas, I was like, man, I, I don't know. I just kind of stepped into this guy's domain and shot a giant deer. Yeah. And, and dude, like he just couldn't have been more gracious or more humble or more yeah. happy for me. And so like, not only did I shoot a great deer, but for him and his dad to just both be like elated with it and yeah, just as awesome. happy as I was. And like, just, he's like, dude, I know you're telling me, you know what you have here, but like, I don't know if you know what you have here. Like this yeah. is, this is a freaking giant. And yeah. like, I, you know, his dad's like, I've hunted my whole life down here for something like this, you know? Yeah. That's wild, man. Crazy. I mean, it, it's so, so hard to fathom because we, we, you're right. Like we've all sat there on like the last day of a vacation hunt or a trip or whatever, you know, and that sun's setting and you know, you're tired, you've hunted hard, you know, and, and it just doesn't work out. And you, you it's kind of your come to Jesus moment of like, yeah, gave it hell, man. It's just not, not going to happen. And then to like almost be calming yourself into that. And then the adrenaline spike hits so fast. It's overwhelming. It was awesome because it's like, you know, while the, the encounter itself was exciting and, uh, you know, I started getting worked up and stuff there after like, somehow like I obviously didn't coordinate this but I was able to like save and bottle all of that excitement to be shared when we recovered it it was just like killing it just happened mm-hmm. it just happened and then when we all went down there it's like we all got to experience it for the first time together I'll dude I'll I'll never yeah. forget that memory just of the three of us down there and like uh it's just that's about as good as it gets well I think it's cool and you know it <clears throat> we've kind of hit on it the last few podcasts before this, but, um, I mean, that is, and, and yes, you had Lucas there with knowledge of the, of the area and stuff, but that is, uh, a complete success story by use of your woodsmanship. Uh, the fact that, you know, you were able to, you know, look at where you were going, check out these areas, find the tracks, push in. I mean, being aggressive killed that deer. Mm-hmm. Conservative would not have killed that deer. Sitting Absolutely. on that land bridge would not have well, killed I'll that deer. Well, I tell you deer. what, when we were looking at that land bridge initially, it's pretty cut and dry. Okay, here's where they're coming across, you know. Uh, in fact, we picked out a tree right on the yeah, edge. Yeah, why like, wouldn't you? I'm Most like, people would. Okay, here's where this trail's coming out. I was like, there, that's the tree. You can get up and shoot kind of into it a little bit, and that's that'll be good. And I, I don't know if he knew at that point, like, that we needed to go further and, like, 
had I had more time, he may have even suggested like, hey, start here. Start here, see what happens, then move in. Start yeah. here. Dude, we, we've talked on it a few times with guys like uh, Rendell Eric and the, the DeQuistos and some other guys that get really aggressive. Mm-hmm. I just, I think that there's such an art and it, it takes, it's such a balance of, uh, of experience and confidence and like uh, just observation of your surrounding to, to, to literally know how far can I push it mm-hmm. without going too far. Well, and I think it helped for you at least you know, and, and no disrespect to Lucas or anybody else on that, but like, um, it's a hail mary for you. Like, what'd you have to lose if you pushed in too hard? It's not like ah, I screwed up tomorrow's hunt. Like, well, there wasn't a tomorrow. you screw up that hunt itself. I mean, that's yeah. the, the risk is you push in too far and bump them, and mm-hmm. and you're done. Yeah, you're, the, you're going game home. over. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, the stakes are stakes are high. Yeah. I was dude. I was I was tense. Yeah. You know, I was nervous. Yeah. I was like. Because I, uh, truthfully, when I first walked in, that it was a highway. It's like there's no question. I'm sure you saw several trees as you were going in. You're like, oh, that's a good one. Like I could, I could oh, have yeah. that one. Oh yeah, plenty, mm-hmm. plenty of trees I could have gotten. And I, that's where I think if I give myself credit for anything on this trip, other than being able to actually pull the shot off in a moment of mm-hmm. it had to happen, then uh, it was it was just having the wherewithal to to be able to keep going. Yep, strategic aggressiveness to keep going and to know eventually where to stop. Yep. Man, I don't know if there's a word for something like that or if there's like, but that, that is the thing that gets deer killed. I mean, literally had I been a hundred yards back out over that thing, wouldn't have seen him. No, I maybe I would have bumped him getting down or something. Yeah. I mean, he wouldn't have got there in shooting light. <laughs> Wild <laughs> game of inches, man. So from there, uh, first of all, I learned a little something about field dressing. You know, mm. And I'm uh, I'm more than happy to I'm not not an egotistical person like sure. I'll step back and his mm. dad wanted to show me something and so so I I I got him basically got it I cut the chest open mm-hmm. I I have got that uh, it's a Gerber yep. gut hook knife that yep. I really like and so got him all loosened up cut up into the diaphragm and he's like oh what do you do with the piss sack and I was like uh, I don't know try to pull it out rip that bitch out. And he's like, oh, <laughs> he's like, let me show you something. So he has these little, I actually bought one the other day. Uh, I think Gerber makes one. Some other people make them too. They're, they're little uh, pelvis saws. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen these? Yep. So it's got a blunt tip so mm-hmm. that you don't puncture because that yeah. piss sack basically sits. Yep. Just saw. Right in there. So we, we cut it all the way down in there and he sawed it enough that we pulled. I'd already loosened everything up a button. We pulled it all, everything out. Mm-hmm. And dude, this deer was completely drained of blood. I, it was a, it was a single long, I'm, I'm guessing at least a single long and a direct heart shot. I mean, yeah, we talked that, about that. that. I don't think you could have missed the, miss both. Lungs, I couldn't have though. missed. I don't know. Maybe I got just both. with the angle. Cause it, you shot him hard quartering away yeah. and came through the heart. I think you had to hit both lungs. Maybe. So, so probably caught, at least one, maybe both lungs, and a direct heart shot. So when I pulled yep, the heart out, punch. when I pulled the heart out, there was a you know big old sever hole right through the middle of it. That's funny. <laughs> and uh, and he went forty yards. Yeah, he went maybe 30, 30 40 yards and piled up. And uh, so, anyways, learned that about uh, about you know gotten them. So I'll probably do that from now on. Mm-hmm. Um, pull everything out, and then we started dragging. You know, there's no. Mm-hmm. There's no way around it. And we talked with Trav, you know, last week about some measures that we took about trying to hold the head high. And mm-hmm. um, fortunately, he had a big rack, so plenty. plenty yeah, plenty. plenty yeah, and handle. didn't have to worry about velvet as much. Although you, you removed a little bit 
that he had kind of on his antlers. It was like 98% off. So I just peeled the last little bit off and put it in a Ziploc bag. Yep. Gave it to Trav. He's he's going to freeze dry it or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I could have probably sprayed it with like Velvalock too and stuff, but I didn't, I didn't have any. Mm -hmm. And so we, we dug it, you know, whatever it was, five, 600 yards Mm -hmm. all the way back out to the truck. And we took it back to his dad's had a walk-in cooler. They've got like the a window AC unit that they override with that yep. pan- panel, whatever that is. Oh, yeah, yeah, I may have to do that eventually. That's, Taking the old restrictor plate off <laughs> of it. pretty clutch. I've got one in Ohio. I haven't, I've, I've tested it. I just haven't used it, but I've got it like a cinder block walk-in with um, gambrel hanging there, and it's, I've got a uh, AC unit plugged yeah. right in. Yeah, so it was perfect. So, so that's what we did. We From the truck to the, the put them in a wheelbarrow, you know. Yep. Obviously, had a tag on the, the very first thing we did was I, I put the tag, tag on them. I think it's, no, it's not my because f- I did a mule deer one, but it's I like those because out east here we don't have them peel Pill and stick sticks. Tags. That's uh-huh. that's a pretty iconic thing for us eastern guys. And you get you get two because one goes on the antlers and one's the stays with the carcass. Stay yeah. with the carcass. So I had that in my bag and stuff, and then I ended up leaving it with the deer when we put mm-hmm. it in the cooler. So got them back. Uh, we caped them all the way out right then and there. Mm-hmm. Um, while we're doing that, his dad comes in with a sawzall and hacks off some of the ribs. Yeah, this was kind of cool. And I, I had never had the ribs before, and he, and he's like, oh. he's just like straight on the fire ribs, straight on the fire. So he had a wood fire, a big fire pit out there, and he had a grill he set down on it. First, he come in and just you know cut some fat off, fed some to the dog, cut the rest of the fat off. He's like, got us using the grill, and he goes back out and he's rubbing it on the grill, you know, getting it all ready. <clears throat> comes back in with a sawzon, cuts one of the ribs off, one of the off yeah. a rack. And I didn't actually get to see him cook it because I was helping. Yeah. I say helping. I was watching Lucas. Kate yeah. out for him. And uh, uh, we go out and he's got them ready. So he cooked them right on the fire and uh, just S&P down the hatch. Oh, S&P. And uh, I mean, I'll say this. I can see why people don't eat the deer ribs. Like, sure. it's there's not, not much there. There's not much there. It's it's not a like a prime cut by any means, but it's it was pretty spiritual, you know. Yeah. And for his dad to have been hunting down there his whole life, and yeah, it was cool. Very it was cool. cool. It was it was like one o'clock in the morning at that point. Little snack, <laughs> a little bush latte to wash mm-hmm. her down. Mm-hmm. In the river water. <laughs> yeah. So we ate some ribs, and that was kind of it. I kind we kind of parted ways. I left the rack there and everything, and um, so he's gonna end up shipping it back to me and stuff, and um. We caped up to the neck, so he took it into his taxidermist to cape the rest, cape the rest out, out, and he's going to hard freeze and ship that to, back to my taxidermist to Trav. Mm-hmm. And um, we went back and ate dinner. Fortunately, this was cool. My my dad and my uncle were both up somehow, even though it was late. Yeah, you called, you texted <clears> me and said, uh, call me if you're out. It was like, I don't know, uh, past my bedtime. So nobody knew. I was asleep. Nobody knew. I didn't know until the next morning, and I see a picture. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, nobody knew. I texted you once I got back to the truck while I was mm-hmm. waiting for Lucas. And I mean, I yeah. had you responded, yeah. I, I would have called you. Yeah, I was asleep. Margie didn't know. Nobody knew except Lucas and I. Yeah. And it was pretty cool. Uh, until, you know, a little later on, I uh, I texted Dad. I said, hey, are you guys driving? Because they were driving out to Colorado oh, for, this, right. for this elk hunt. Yeah. And so I knew he was like in a truck full yeah. of guys, and they were driving, and He's like, yeah, hey, what's up? So I, I called him, and I was able to tell him, yeah. and I sent him some pictures and stuff, and then sent a picture to Dale, and he's like, holy cow, and he you know, he ended up being up, too. He's like, I just can't sleep, you know? So <laughs> I called and talked to him for a while, and so got the word to some people overnight, yeah. and then the next day I started sending some pictures Blew and stuff. And, Wild, man. And then I flew out, so I went to bed at 2.30, and my I, we woke up at 5.30 the next day to go to the airport. Jeez. 
The Hunter Podcast is brought to you by Muddy and Stealth Cam Trail Cameras. Cell cams, cell cams, cell cams. What an evolution the industry has seen and we've experienced personally over the past five, ten, you know, whenever cameras were invented, right? It's like, man, it's totally changed the way that we inventory deer, pattern deer, and ultimately the decisions that we make when we're going out to hunt. They're a serious piece of the puzzle and, and uh, you know, that information is invaluable for us. We trust the Muddy and Stealth Cams, you know, together to be able to, to collect any of that information. Yeah, I mean, as an admitted trail cam addict, you know, I've definitely been guilty of of under hunting places or relying too heavily on that information that's come in that said it's an invaluable tool to the overall management plan and strategy that i have for my own properties or even hunting public land it doesn't matter we have a finite amount of time in going out and hunting so when you and i are after a particular class or quality of deer usually mature buck we can't waste time hunting an area where that deer doesn't exist. And those cell cams provide that information that allow us to spend the time in the area with the highest chance to accomplish our goals. Say it all the time, man. You can't kill them if they're not there. That's it. So right now, any of our listeners can use uh, code HUNTER20 to get 20% off either muddy or stealth cameras. Uh, we're certainly going to be taking advantage of that, and we hope you guys do too. Yep, check out Stealth Cam and Muddy. Nuts. Pretty wild. It's a hell of a way to start the season. I know it's kind of a long story. I kind of the, the first part of it is a, a whole lot of build up and a whole yep. lot of just acclimation to camp and stuff like how it all kind of came together. But dude, I uh, that's one of the biggest year of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it's not even worth saying about the score. I don't know if he'll score. I, sure. I, I shot that other one, but but dude, that's one of the biggest year of my life. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's a sure, mainframe seven by six, typical like that's. That's a rarity. Yeah. Major rarity. And for sure, probably the most mature. I think it's probably a five-year-old deer, which I've never killed. You know, I've killed several four-year-old bucks. So that's Interesting. Prob- I didn't think about that. Probably the oldest buck that I've killed. And dude, all that stuff, honestly, I can say is is so secondary to like... Uh, the Experience. The, the relationship that I, I built with Lucas on that trip mm-hmm. and like the, and the memory that he and I and his dad had recovering that deer, I just like... Almost brings me to tears, like yeah. recounting it. Like it, yeah. it was just like uh, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, dude, that's what it's about, though. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, you know, it's kind of the the hard thing with, um, you know, I know I know a lot of people, you know, from let's say like a hunting industry standpoint, you know, <laughs> jump around throughout the year. That you know they're hunting elk right now, and then they're going to move to whitetail, and then this, and then that, and they, um. It, as cool as it seems, right? It's hard to really be able to absorb and enjoy like the experience of a hunt when like, you know, it's like, well, we got to leave today and we're on to the next one, leave today and on the next one. Um, you know, there's only so much of that. I think you can fit into a season, I guess is what I'm looking at. Yeah. Well, dude, there's to put it in contrast, like there, and there's, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's just, it's, uh, it's not our style. It's like what what we did there that night and the memory that we made there is a pretty stark difference to kills on film. Sure. You know, and not not to put that down at all, but like there there's a there's a mindset, you know, or, or pressure that's put on by, you know, guys trying to film first off. You know, if there's anything wrong with filming, it's like Lucas films and mm-hmm. stuff. And the reality is we wouldn't have been able to get that on film anyway. It'd been too dark. If we wanted to, it was too dark. It'd been the classic, hey, no more camera light. Yep. And uh which just happens all too often with them mm-hmm. with them big old, you know, mm-hmm. bruisers. And uh but the experience and the way that it was done and you know, cool that Lucas did film a lot of the recovery and stuff, but um, you know, I mean that's the experience that's that is what we seek out when we hunt. Hard to put into words, man. Yeah. 
It's just you just had to be there, but <laughs> you know. But I try, hope wow, I hope man. I did a good job of, of recapping. No, I think it was stuff. really cool. I, it's um, I think for a lot of people, including myself, even though I've been out there, um, and I can visualize it, like it was probably the first day or two when we were talking about your strategy and stuff, like the terrain and the um, the wilderness aspect of it is hard. Like the fact that you were like, yeah, like you know, we saw bull moose and we did, and it's like you bighorn sheep. I'm like what like no, no bighorn but. but they're there i don't know I, he said they were it might be like said they're the elk well we well. were we were just on the river pretty much the whole time i yeah. mean if, if you had just gone up and over the ridge like, you're in the badlands you're in the badlands yeah i mean <laughs> it it's it's wild country out there and it's just weird to think like all of that is like right there and you're hunting whitetails yeah well and like you know we run the risk by even talking about it uh, you know, about blowing up this spot but dude i'm i'm here to tell you that was a freaking, that was a hard hunt. Mm-hmm. That that did not come easily. I hope I painted the picture of, well, I had a lot of sits that we worked really hard to get back into these spots by, by boat and, you know, having to hang our stand. I mean, gear and equipment were critical. To not see anything. Yeah. To not see anything. And like, you know, the fact that I was successful at the end of the day, it, you compare that to success that he, Lucas and his dad have seen over years and years. It's like, you know. It's holy, a rarity. Holy cow, did I get lucky. Yeah, it's a rarity. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, right place, right time. Um, it's what it came down to. I mean, had you guys not gone and scouted that area, you probably wouldn't have sat that. Other than that buck I saw before shooting light mm-hmm. that first morning, he was the only deer, the only buck that I saw. Yeah, and I saw him twice. And how how crazy that both times he was he was like with this with doe. doe. And, and he had like a long-term thing with her. The one thing you, I don't think you touched on is um, how far apart were those spots? About a, about a half mile. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when we think about these early season bucks and like, frankly, you know, I bitch about it all. Like they don't move. They don't go very far. Well, they will at night. I mean, it's it's just, it's not. It's, half that, mi- ca- it's that country. A half mile is nothing for them. You know, they'll cover it. Yeah. But they'll do it at night. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, we just happened to. I don't know. I mean, I knew there was a chance. I was like, we might. I mean, you don't think, do you think he was betting when you saw him the first time? Do you think he was still, he was utilizing that betting area he ended up killing him out of? It's possible. Just by the way he kind of looped back? Mm-hmm. It's possible. Uh, Lucas didn't seem to think that they are very consistent betters. That's what I was wondering. Because there's so much habitat out there. Yeah. They just have multiple spots depending on when. Yeah. So it's it's hard to say. Yeah. It, it, I mean, again, super like i mean a lot of woodsmanship there it's as weird as it sounds and in the river bottoms and the ag country like a lot of know-how a lot of woodsmanship not just understanding basic deer movement of where they're going to cross when they're going to do it the aggressiveness you're going to have to get because they aren't going to make it to this field in time like just a lot of things that uh you know dude i i learned so much on that trip i mean it's i guess if i'll give myself credit for something else it's it's you know to have the open-mindedness or like the humility to know that like, dude, I don't know what I'm doing out yeah. here. Like I, I've never hunted a place like, yeah, I mean, deer are deer, I guess you could say, but, um, I, I really was leaning hard on not only Lucas, but the other guys just trying to like listen to conversation to yeah, observe, like, what are we looking for here? Like, yeah. what, you know, what are the food sources like? Like, how are you approaching bedding? And I mean, so like in contrast, what one thing was interesting is like, I'm a pretty firm believer that a, a mature buck's not going to step out somewhere in daylight without the wind in his favor. Mm-hmm. And these these guys and these deer were like, 
No, he's like, they, they will. He's like, if you're in the right spot, um, the, the wind doesn't have to be in their face necessarily. I think a lot of that's because of the terrain. Mm-hmm. Like they, they have to move and cross in these areas. Otherwise it's very uh, difficult or inconvenient for yeah, them. And that may be one of the reasons they just, they weren't moving in the daylight, like at all, yep. like pretty much. And yep. that's crazy, man. <laughs> very cool. I mean, what freaking way to kick off the season though. Like God, uh, magical. I just, I just, I mean, cloud nine, man, there's, yeah. there's no way to describe that feeling for like, I mean, I'm, I'm still on it here. It's there's, there definitely is a bit of like a hangover that comes with that amount of excitement. Yeah. You draining. know, cause emotionally it, draining and lack of sleep and stuff. And like, it's funny, we were talking about, uh, coming home from a trip like mm-hmm. that. It's like, you know, our wives are like, Oh, he's back from vacation. He should be well rested. It's like, no, I need to go to the hospital. Like yeah, I'm dying. I, I just was in battle. You yeah. know, I've got coming back with PTSD and. I think the other thing that's kind of weird is, uh, and it, it's one of the reasons that we, we started hunting in the Dakotas is, um, it's a lot different than what we're going to hunt the rest of the year. Even, even when you talk about Kansas and stuff like the Dakotas are just a lot different than what we hunt. Um, and even our style, like, you know, we've got, we manage our properties, you know, we, we, you know, we're hunting all public out there, you know, and it's it's completely blind. There's no cameras around. We don't know anything about it. So it's, it's kind of cool because it's just, it's going to be very, what your hunt was is going to be very different than what you hunt the rest of the season. No doubt. Uh, completely different. But I think some of the strategies, especially around that aggressiveness and stuff, will come back in handy here later in the season. I will say, dude, I'm that that experience maybe, uh, and and I've been, I I want to say growing in in this direction, but that that certainly kind of cemented for me that like, dude, I, in the past I've been like I've been guilty of prioritizing killing deer over the people that I'm doing it with, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and that's like it's taken away from it for me. I think a little bit, yeah, and I. Uh, it just it wouldn't have been nearly the experience, um, like without those guys. Even if I had gone out like by myself, and sure. it just it wouldn't even I think touch the, uh, you know what it was that actually happened and what I came away with it from. Yeah. And so and so going into this season now, and yeah, you know it's fortunate I've I killed a giant buck. I've kind of mm-hmm. got I've got it off my back, but it's like it kind of has me now really looking forward to this season, making, making the season great for other people. Yeah. Camaraderie aspect of it. And, um, you know, so if I have a goal, I think for, for this season, it's to, is to maybe be like less selfish or mm-hmm. less, you know, may, maybe more focus on, um, like making, making memories with those guys that we're hunting with. And- it's a funny thing. And uh, first of all, I'm, I'm kind of glad you're there. Cause I think, um, this is like m- more of a me and Jared talk than, but the listeners are listening to um, you for a while now, uh, have really, really wanted to kill a giant buck. Um, and you've killed deer, you know, like I've, I, we had a blast, you know, whatever, four or five years ago when you killed that, uh, really good buck in Kansas with your bow and, and we went and recovered it together and stuff. And, um, you've obviously killed multiple bucks since then the, the booner, here recently was, you know, two years ago was, was kind of a, I think the first like monkey off the back of the pressure of killing like a, a big buck. Well, they have, I mean, it, it was a hard monkey to get off the back cause it built for 15 years before I started killing good deer. Yeah. And you're right. That eight point in Kansas was a, was a good one. I was like, ah, oh, that's, mm-hmm. you know, first 180 inch eight, or sorry, 140 inch eight point. Yep. 
this velvet one back here was another like yep. chipping away to, at the, chip away. the monkey on the back, you know. And I killed the Spaniard. wasn't a giant mm -hmm. scoring one, but I was like, hey, starting to buck, yeah. kind of, starting to kind of get a rhythm here. I killed that Booner, which for, yep. was for me. I was like, dude, that's I've been hunting my whole life for that was the big icebreak. That crack. that right there, dude, is the statement that for I mean maybe is the best way to get across the uh, the amount of effort, the amount of like of ourselves that we pour into hunting these deer mm -hmm. and into building these experiences like the statement of and i i've said i want to kill that booner and i said it to lucas again when i killed that deer i was like dude i like i don't know if you understand this but like i've been hunting my whole life for that deer right there yeah and i really have yeah. you know for, like everything that we've ever talked about on the all the experience all the mainly failures you know and sure stuff, uh everything has kind of led to being able to experience something like that mm -hmm. um yeah. Well, and I think it's that that drive and determination that accrued over those years that also um, also takes a little bit away from the hunt because of the pressure, because of the immense want the the desires like so freaking hot of burning that you it's blinding. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it. There's nothing else. There is there is nothing in the peripherals. It is just that, um, and it takes away from some stuff. And Absolutely. so, you know, and, and it, I, I think it also quickly builds frustrations when it's not happening or the season's starting to fade. And so when you can get some of those things under the belt, whether it's in the season or, or now, you know, you've killed a few great bucks to where I think you can kind of start to realize like, you know, there's more to the hunt than just that. Mm -hmm. Um, 100%. And it's, it's, it's dangerous, it's, it's, man. It's blinding, dude. It's yeah. deer will do crazy things to people. Like yeah. you see it, you see it all the time. You choking up Nick. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'll do crazy things to be, it's, it's, you know, it's tempting to like, oh, well, Hey, I saw that deer over here, but I'm not going to tell so-and-so because I, because this yeah. and that, or, you know, it just, you know, uh, it would seem that to kill giant deer, like, and, and a lot of the guys that do it consistently, it's like, and they may tell you, like, secrecy is one of the, the bigger thing. And it, it just, it, it's not a bad thing inherently, but it, it can lead to, like, if, if you're prioritizing that and your ability to get on a deer over a relationship, especially with a close sure. friend or a family member, it's like, that's not good. Well, I guess my question to them is, like, what are you doing it for then? Like if you're purely doing it just because you're you're doing it for the goal. I mean, you're I, going I, out there. You want to kill. You just want to kill the yeah. big buck. Yeah, I can. Well, dude, I can say from experience. Like I, I know if you'd asked me at one point in time, it's like, well, hey, would you? Uh, not like I'm being malicious towards other, you know, or anything, but it's like, uh, what's what's more important to you? I'm like, dude, I, I'm doing this to kill that deer. That's why I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. And I think that is something that's. I think fortunately slowly eroding for me or I'm, I'm kind of starting to Import, see past, man. you know, I mean, it, you know, even to the point and, and, you know, there was a hybrid there where, you know, you would go and hunt with Jed on his properties, but you'd still have kind of the deer camp at the farm. And now I think like you slowly start to see like those deer camps and that camaraderie, like even if you're not chasing the biggest buck or something, just being able to spend that time with those guys and enjoy that is like, it's super important because it fleets, it fleets fast, mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah. so yeah, I, I think it's, uh, it, it, it kind of all wraps back into this whole experience thing that we talk about and, you know, from September 1st to, you know, whatever, January 31st is like, it's the time that we build up for, 
uh, and it's emotionally draining, draining. It's physically draining too, at the end of the day from just, you know, trying to work as hard as you can and hunt as hard as you can when you're not working as hard as you can. And, um, you know, and it goes very fast too, but the, the experience, the ability to already for you here, you know, 14 days into September to look back and say, man, I've, I've had one of the best seasons I've ever had because of that experience. Uh, it's huge weight to be honest. I think, you know, document it. You'll have one of the best seasons you ever have now. Cause I think the pressure's off and I yeah. bet you flow and kill like a son of a bitch yeah. at this point Yeah. versus, you know, building, 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 getting to November. And, you know, like we've talked about November 2nd, you're like, man, you know, it's going to happen, but it's, it's because it's all built up to that. And you know, if it doesn't happen here soon, mm-hmm. it isn't going to happen very easily. Yeah. Well, dude, and it's, you can't do it alone either. I think really is what it comes down. And I, so there've been seasons, I think where I, what I would hunt and I, and I would like, I would force it. Like I would, uh, mm-hmm. whatever I was just, I was pushing it. I was like, I, whatever it takes, I got to be out here and I'm, I got to kill this deer. And, uh, I would feel, I think kind of guilty, like being out there, like I don't take advantage of uh, either maybe you mm-hmm. at some point or of my wife or of, mm-hmm. uh, whatever the situation mm-hmm. I had at the farm, whatever it was, it was just like, it was, there was not a totally like a, a great feeling about, sure. about all that. And so like, in contrast, I think this deer here, it's just like, it just kind of happened. And like, I've got, I've got so many people to thank or that I couldn't have done it mm-hmm. without. Obviously you're one of them, you know, for holding the fort mm-hmm. down here and stuff with mm-hmm. our businesses and stuff. But dude, for Margie, like the, there's no way I can step sure. away from our stuff without her, you know, yep. taking care of our dogs and keeping our house and working full time in the meantime. And for, you know, Lucas to have me out and mm-hmm. for Nick to make the connection, like, dude, something like that doesn't happen without, opening yourself up and just being willing to like make a memory with other people and just be along for the ride. And like, dude, it's not like Lucas gave me any priority or like I was, sure. I, I was had this super special insight to be able to kill this deer. Like, dude, it's just, it seems like, uh, you know, sometimes things are just meant, meant just to happen. Just lined up, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think all those discussions, you know, uh, those things, those helpful people don't line up for a selfish person. Yeah. Doesn't work. That's right. People people know, can read that, and they're just, the favors aren't going to be there. The going out of the way is not going to be there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, man, I, th- I think that's an important message because I know, you know, as people are listening to this, you know, it's, it's we're, October is imminent. Um, and a lot of us are going to get caught up in that whirlwind, you know, and, and you just kind of, you know, try to do yourself a favor and step back and, and you know, figure out what might enjoy. In fact, I, um, couple of, of Emily's friends, they're older, um, but people who are very influential in Emily's life growing up, uh, that are from Kentucky, uh, they're two brothers. I was like, I was like, we should have them out for a hunt camp on the new farm and stuff, you know? And they're like, man, that's great. We don't really have a bunch of places to hunt. And I'm like, yeah, you know, come on. And it's just like, so what, what do they, they kill a three-year-old eight point? Yeah. Who the fuck cares? Yeah. Well, that's, I think maybe it's different for everybody, but that's literally, so my application of like everything we were just saying there is like going into our Ohio camp is mm-hmm. like in the, in the past and it's been getting better. You sure. know, but we used to, I mean, we would clash. Like I was very, Hey, this is how we hunt. Limited these are, resource. These are the deer that we hunt. And it's, you know, I was very regiment about mm-hmm. it. Like kind of, and you know, we had guys on board and also, you know, not quite where they're like, well, mm-hmm. okay, we'll try like, you know, but yeah, it wouldn't work out or whatever. And so, you know, I'm guilty of putting too much pressure on people. I think to, to kill the deer that I want them to kill yep, uh, or, or age class or whatever. And like, it just, 
it, it doesn't seem like it's gotten us anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so like my goal for this season, I've been pretty vocal about it with those guys is like, listen, for the first time ever, I, I might just tell you, I'll tell you what I know. I, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what deer I think are out there, what I, how old I think they are, like what those scores, like just, I'll give you the information. Yeah. You should just shoot what you want to yeah. shoot. If it makes you happy, man, go for it. You should shoot what you want to shoot. Maybe we'll have one or two deer that I'm like, I think really can make it through. We should try not to yeah. shoot them. But but that's where, and and I think that mindset works, and, and there's times you just have to step back from it. But um, it really comes down to whoever you're talking and having that discussion with, they just have to appreciate it as much as you want them to appreciate it. You would hope. You would hope. Yeah. That, because that's where it ruins it. Like, I don't care if you go out and sh- if I have a superstar two or three year old deer and you kill it, if it's the biggest deer you've ever killed and you're in tears over it, like, dude, I'm happy for you. Frankly, I think the attitude that I used to have is has the opposite effect. The, the more pressure that I put on somebody to kill a certain age class of deer, the more they don't do it. <laughs> just the less they enjoy the experience. Yeah. The, the, I don't know if they do it less, but it just whatever. If it doesn't happen, they just had a less enjoyable experience yeah. to where if they they can it's obvious it i wear on my sleeve like how much i appreciate mm-hmm. and value these yep. deers that they they see that they know that it, i spent yeah, thousands of dollars off. hundreds of hours putting the work yep. in on this stuff so that we can all enjoy and hunt it together so if i if i reduce the pressure that i have on people and just tell them mm-hmm. you know hey just appreciate what we have here and, and shoot a deer that you want to shoot i think the result will be the same, if not better, and we'll all have a heck of a lot better time doing it. I think it ties into exactly what we just talked about with you is the pressure comes off them a little bit. Exactly. When, when, oh, people, when people are hunting, it, it doesn't matter what you're doing in life. When you're under pressure, you do not operate at your best person. Mm-hmm. You just you just don't. The, the pressure, whether it's sports, whether it's life, <laughs> finances, hunting, it doesn't matter. You just, you, you mentally, the stress put on you does not allow you to operate like you should operate. Um, and so, yeah, the less pressure that's on you, the less thing, I mean, that's the, it's funny cause people keep saying it and I want to do it. I just can't, it's just, it's an addiction, but like the camera side of things, it's like, man, just go out there with no cameras. I can't do that. But I am, I'm not hunting my cameras really. I'm, I'm surveying stuff and I've already felt more like, I mean, dude, I've, is, you asked me, I think the other, I've like one deer on camera that I've seen in Ohio that I would shoot, but it's cause I'm not running anything. I don't mm-hmm. have any cameras running. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just going in blind, but there's kind of a, a, a bit of a relief about it. Yeah. Like I, I, there's, I know it's a piece. Yeah. There's not a pressure to yeah. be like, okay, this, this I don't want to shoot this three-year-old, this four-year-old's here. Here's where this shooter is. This like, I don't know. I'm just going to kind of walk in there and read the sign and just fucking hunt. Yeah. There's a piece about it for sure. Yeah. I feel the same way, even though I, transparently I'm running more cameras than I've ever run. Yeah. You're running probably as many as I am now. <clears throat> um, but, but it's just so because we got a lot of guys that are yeah. it's, you know that are just kind of relying on me for information we got a lot of ground to cover so I'm, I'm doing my best to it's still basically a survey though like you're not absolutely you're not patterning like hardcore patterning them or anything it's really like hey this deer's over here this year's over here and that allows you to spread the guys out yeah which is critical i'm just having fun with it man like i've just i feel less pressure than ever for some reason to just about comfortability going into areas and stuff and just um, I really took a lot away from this North Dakota trip about a lot. being able to go in and, and just, you have to go read the sign. Mm-hmm. If you don't go in there, like you'll never know. Yeah. Maybe they'll, they'll, they'll send something, mm-hmm. but I mean, dude, that's what I did on Wednesday. It was pouring down rain. I was like, you know what? I saw that. I'm going to, I'm going to push. I'm deep in that yeah. property. You're like a real influencer. I'm I saw a, your Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like down in this, I mean, it's pouring. I'm down in this bottom, a perfect, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the maps, perfect hub. 
right? I get down there. There's a trail that crosses the creek, goes back up the ditch. I work up the ditch, found a couple big buck tracks, end up bumping three really good bucks, probably all three plus. Mm-hmm. Um, not spooked enough, but I did set up a camera right there at the hub. I backed out and then I looped back around, got up on this top, old logging road, oaks there. I mean, the way that it's set up and here's my stand, I can come in down the creek access. Like I wouldn't, I don't want to do that any later than now. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and even, you know, bumping those deer, I'd rather have not, but it reconfirmed everything I thought is like, yeah, that's, that's mm-hmm. how they're doing it. They're coming across here mm-hmm. and then they're coming and working up to where I've got corn and stuff planted up on the top. So yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it feels good just to get back and like in the woods or inside. I found, do you see the, the leeward bed one I posted? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Dude, what a, it was just classic. Like I'm literally scaling this top and I come up and there's just this giant buck bed there, a couple rubs around and I pull out the milkweed blows right back to the Creek where I just came from. And I, I end up finding tracks. Like I bumped them out of there, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a big ditch on this side, a little bit of a flat here. Like he's only going along the flat and that helped me cause I knew where I could set up to kill him. Um, but it was just like, you know, classic. You just, you put these things, you see them on the map, but once you see him in person and you look at what he's, it's like, no shit, he's here. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't he be here? Yeah. There's just, you know, <clears throat> we've been guilty, I think, of just, uh, uh, you know, whatever it is, um, just it, to the extreme, trying to not put pressure on stuff. And so it's like, stay out completely. Don't, don't go on, on your farm. It, and yeah, you know, deer definitely, especially in certain areas, like they, they need space and yeah, stuff. Yeah, hunt but, from a distance. But, you know, at what cost? You know, it's like y'all, you have to, to be able to enjoy a season or to be able to like, mm-hmm. feel, you know, just grab a hold of it, feel like you did something like just, just go in there, like yep. go in there or dude in the same, like that first morning when I, we were just having the time of our lives and stuff, like I was, we were talking about it I was, or I was thinking to myself anyways, I was like, I, I'm shaking like crazy, like over these does and stuff and the excitement. And I'm like, you know, part of me is like, I got to calm down. But the other part of me was like, I don't want to. Like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, it, that's the feeling you don't want to lose. This is what I don't, I just, what I'm doing it for right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to lose that feeling, mm-hmm. you know? And if you do, you gotta, you gotta reconsider what you're doing here. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think also part of that was like, I don't think you went into that hunt with hardly any pressure on you. It was literally last minute, like all of can't. it. It happened too quick for me yeah. to even think about it. It was so, probably a blessing in disguise. I think it before was I knew huge, it, I was flying out there. Before I knew it, I killed the thing. Huge and, blessing in disguise and there to you just go. be out there. And and you know because it was out of your element and because you were being open about you know it being out of your element, um, I think that also created less pressure on you. Like if you you know if it was let's say, I'll say this, dude, Illinois. I, 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 I guess I would have had time, but like, I just, I didn't really, I didn't look at a map. I didn't have a trail cam. You didn't picture. Over, you didn't overanalyze anything. I didn't analyze anything. <laughs> and and think about that in terms of how we normally hunt. We overanalyze everything. Mm-hmm. We stare at a map or trail camera pictures or weather. Yeah. We, we stare at it for days and days and days, you know, only to blow it up at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it, I'm not just saying just go out and like just completely throw shit to the wind and, and do whatever. Like it's gotta be methodical. But go hunting. Like go, go hunt. Yeah. Go hunt. <laughs> well, dude, we didn't get to your elk stuff today. No, and it'll I, be fun though. So, so Nick, we're going to drop this as a bonus episode. Bonus. Yep. So this will be a bonus Thursday episode. Bonus. We'll end up doing a bonus, another bonus Thursday episode with the elk stuff. 
Um, can, you, can we swing that? No, no, not on the same day. Not same I know, day. I know, but still. Double bonus. <laughs> double bonus. Yeah, we can double double bonus. whammy. Yeah, double Make whammy. Double rainbow. Uh, but yeah, it'll, but it'll be cool because all of what we just talked about is very wrapped into how I ended up elk hunting. In the midst of all of this, you had Kentucky elk at 30 yards, like daily encounter, screaming in your face. Trouble, like some run-ins with elk went from Went from not seeing an elk track, walking 10, 11 miles scouting, to uh, should have killed one opening evening mm. on public land. Uh, yeah, crazy, crazy how, yeah. how it works. But again, kind of ro- relying on a lot of that instinct. For, crazy enough, the, where we ended up hunting, I didn't look at a map. I've never stepped foot on the property. It was just gut, go, you know? And so, yeah, it'll be a cool story. Uh, Doesn't end as successfully as yours. Uh, Lots of highs, lots of lows, and then even lower. Um, (laughs) But, uh, and I'll try. I can only go from there. Maybe another week will uh, mellow me out from uh, severe rants on on things like outfitters and crossbows. Probably not. There you go. Probably not. But uh, (laughs) I heard the true story firsthand, so... (laughs) You know it was good. You know it was good. So, anyways, yeah, that was awesome, man. Well, congrats. Thanks for letting me share all that. No, I, I didn't mean to kind of hog the story today. I am serious. Sorry I don't have it here with. I mean, Lucas will get it to me here at some point. Yeah. On a future pod, I'll, I'll bring him yeah. out and let you hold him, and he's 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 huge. I am, It is um, it is kind of cool, though, to, to see you be able to shoot that deer and uh, really kind of see that that wall. I, I consider it a wall breakdown on you from a from – a, how you've hunted in the past to what how you're seeing yeah you're hunting it's emotional man it's you know should be yeah it should be and that's where like you know i kind of prior to like some of these deer happening i kind of just stay out of your way when you when you hunt because <laughs> i know you i know you're so like you just want it to happen so bad yeah um and well my drive is not any less like i will do no, no, anything no. to make it happen but, but i think that the way it, you enjoy it will be more refreshing yeah well and we run out of time here but dude our our camp in kansas has done that for me as well I oh think. yeah i like it has been a big thing to where it's like what am i gonna do like you know push our dads out of the way like our you know <laughs> to, to get to no. the best spots like it's kind of forced me to be like we have to put them first and yeah stuff. they go in private and we we suffer but i mean that grind is enjoyable because it, it, again like this and and um kansas is very much not our element like it is public land it, it there's no real planning there's no cameras anymore we don't know shit and we just go in and hunt whereas the middle part of the year um you know admittedly we take it probably too serious sometimes because it is everything we've worked for all year we've put into these farms that we've planned and overanalyzed to a t and then you've got these kind of bookends which is a dakota hunt and kansas hunt that are uh, you just hunt you just there you don't have any other choice there is nothing else there are no cameras there is nothing going on you just hunt uh and it's refreshing yeah good stuff man growth what do you think nick progress proud of you jared moving forward thanks buddy congrats yeah, that's good perfect okay <laughs> uh well we appreciate you listening to jared's hunt episode 146 uh this is your third year in north dakota yep two muleys and a whitetail Hunts. Hunts. Yeah. Very cool. We'll be back next year. Two for three, man. We have points next year. Yeah, we'll be back. Maybe, maybe, maybe set something up with Lucas. Maybe go see Lucas. Yeah, that'd be cool. Into the Badlands we go. Very cool. 
All right. Well, we appreciate everybody listening to this episode of Hunter Podcast, and we'll catch you next week. Later. Take me home.